Hello everyone and welcome back to Rain on Your Parade. I'm recording this on Valentine's Day. Hopefully I'll get it done on Valentine's Day. But um, I'm very excited. Actually, I'm starting this on Valentine's Day, but you know, whatever. Um, I'm actually not going to start watching the movie until Valentine's Day, so it's fine. Um, <clears throat> so happy Valentine's Day and happy Valentine's Day. And I've decided to go a little left center here with what romantic movie I'm doing. Um, this is a Thanksgiving movie that was not available to watch on Thanksgiving, apparently. And then I found it available and then I decided, you know what? I want to podcast about this movie. I'm going to save it for Valentine's Day because it is a, about a romance that happens. So, <clears throat> and I feel like it's just really fun and I just want to talk about it. I'm not going to say there's nothing problematic in it, but it's not that bad considering that it was for the 90s and I'm also confessing a little I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure because I don't believe in that but like I guess if you wanted to say it was a guilty pleasure <laughs> um I had a thing for Polly Shore growing up <laughs> I like Polly Shore movies I still do um <clears throat> I didn't like In the Army now um Biodome was pretty on point um I haven't seen it for a long time, but Encino Man, Biodome, Son-in-Law, heck yeah, I'm here for all of it. And I know he plays pretty much the same character and everything, but like, he's the weasel, you know what I mean? Oh, and there was Jury Duty, which he was not exactly the same character in that, was he? He was a little bit more serious in that, but anyway. I like him with the long hair. I like him the most in this movie. This movie is so special to me in so many ways, especially because, and I've said this in the podcast already, but um, <clears throat> this was a movie date between me and my best friend Cody when we were teenagers because it was on MTV <laughs> and um, we happened to be watching it at the same time and he was like, we're on a date watching this movie together and I'm like, okay. And we had fun talking about it and watching it and it was our first date. He called it our first date where we were... We were teenagers so we couldn't like hang out all the time we couldn't just get in the car and go see each other and we lived kind of far away from each other because like for teenagers <laughs> and um <clears throat> like we lived in the same town basically but not close enough to like walk to each other's house and we didn't have a driver's license so like we were far enough away that we couldn't hang out all the time unless we met up at like the fair <laughs> or something so like um <clears throat> all of our interacting was over the phone and we talked on the phone a lot every single day for hours upon hours upon hours. But he said when we were watching this together that it was our first date. And so, you know, it's special to me. It will always be special to me because of that. So I'm choosing it for Valentine's Day. And we both love this movie. And, you know, a lot of people I've found out do actually love this movie. I thought I was like a weirdo for loving this movie so much. But it's got... Uh, Clara Gugino, who's like, I mean, she's just freaking fantastic. Don't you know what I'm saying? Like, she is just fantastic. I, I can't even like stress that enough. She's been in so many good things. Um, just so many good, just so many good things. And she's amazing. This is the first thing I saw her in. I fell in love with her. Carla, I mean, sorry. <laughs> I can't ever like get it right. Carla Gugino. She plays Rebecca, and um, I fell in love with her in this movie. I loved her in um, Gerald's Game. I loved her in The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Blah, Man Blah Manor. She was in that, too. 
Um, and more recently, the um, fall of the House of Usher, where she played the Raven, like infants, the Nevermore Raven. She played the Raven, like she was the star of the show. She was like the central figure of the show. If you haven't seen any of those things, I recommend all of them. Everything I've ever seen her in, she has just blew me away. She's gorgeous. She's amazing. She's just everything. She's the queen of the world. She's great. <laughs> I'm fangirling over her so hard. I always do. I loved her as Rebecca. I had this like, she was like one of those people that I always remembered being in this movie. Like, I mean, when I was a kid and I watched it for the first time, I was just like, she's so pretty. And then she got it. She was like so cool because she went out to LA and she got all like a makeover. And it was like, she's so cool. She got a tattoo, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And she is gorgeous. She is just gorgeous. She still is. She always has been. And I just love her. And so, <clears throat> oh, and if you want to see her in a bunch of different outfits and a, diff a bunch of different looks, she, she dons, like, a bunch of different looks in the fall of the House of Usher. And she's just amazing in that. Um, she's kind of the villain but like a fun villain that you like <laughs> in a way and she's kind of not wrong about a lot of you know what I mean like she's taking down you know what I mean but uh <laughs> I don't want to go into that but like it's a good show um she's the villain I guess but not really you know what I mean she's like the vengeance villain she's the you know whatever but anyway she's the raven you know she's pretty much the raven and she, yeah, I mean, I kind of, you know, I was kind of like, whatever. But anyway, she's the Raven. <laughs> and, um, yeah, in this movie, she's Rebecca and she's awesome. I love Polly Shore, I love her, and I want to get this started. <sighs> Excuse me. So I could get it started, and, um, I don't know if there's any more I want to say for the opening. Um, I can fangirl throughout the... Oh, we got uh, Ham po Hamilton Porter from Sandlot in this movie. We got some good people in this movie. Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who's also like a girl crush from my childhood and still is to this day. She's freaking amazing. And I love her character in this show, in this movie. Um, Flea makes an appearance, which is always fun. Um, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, the bass player. If anybody didn't know, Flea also was is the voice of Donnie. Um, I keep wanting to say Donnie Osborne. Wow, <laughs> Donnie Thornberry. If you've seen the Wild Thornberries, you know Donnie. He's like that's Flea. <laughs> Flea does his voice, um, and Flea is just randomly showing up in nineties movies, like cartoons and nineties movies, constantly. And I love that about him. And it's just like he's a wild dude. Like he's a wild dude. He's you know he always does these little cameos and you're always like there's flea and it's always like the 90s were a great time for mtv and music <laughs> i mean honestly we we were like the 90s were the tom you know what a time to be alive in the 90s it was like the 60s and we didn't even realize that it was like maybe not as much as well i don't know but like you know it was something um to have all these like even the bad music was good. Like, the worst music from the 90s, people were like, Creed sucks. And I'm like, Creed is awesome, though. <laughs> and, like, even, like, Nickelback, it's like, they're actually a good band. And people just hate, like, the, the bands that you hate from the 90s have to be, like, even the boy bands are good. Even, like, Britney Spears, the pop bands that people, like, have to make fun of or whatever. 
even they're good. <laughs> like, they're at least talented, most of them. So it's like, and I'm not saying, like, music sucks, no, you know, because I know that it doesn't. And I know that, like, there's this whole thing with, like, music from the past only seems better because only the good music stays relevant. And everything that sucked at that time doesn't get, like, attention anymore. That's true for every decade. But, like, the 90s were a time. I mean, to be honest, we all can agree that the 90s were a time. And it's not just because, like, that's when I grew up as, like, a teenager. I mean, that's part of it, I know. But, like, think about it. Like, the time for MTV, Beavis and Butthead, Spring Break, MTV. Like, MTV was awesome then. <laughs> Basically, it was just MTV. No, seriously, though, like, if you look at the bad movies from back then, Son-in-Law was one of the bad movies from back then. And it's amazing. We have, like, you know, Empire Records and, like, 90s movies were just incredible. Even, like, the bad, fun ones were, like, good. Like, we got Kevin Smith movies that were way better back then. I'm sorry. I love him still. But, like, come on. You know, we had the original Clerks. We had Mallrats. We had Dazed and Confused. We had So I Married an Axe Murderer, which I love. Um, even the, like, fun, silly movies were, like, good movies. And, like, this one. And so it's, like... <sighs> You know, they were the 90s were a time for movies and a time for, you know, music and MTV and just, you know, being excited about like Flea being and everything. We got movies like Airheads where we even had a good Adam Sandler movie back then, for goodness sakes. <laughs> Come on. Even Airheads even made Steve Buscemi like, I mean, he's hot. Like, don't get me wrong. I love that man. But like, that movie made him hot, like, dateable hot to me. Like, he was hot in airheads. Like, don't don't even argue with me. Steve Buscemi, like, people make fun of him for, like, looking strange, but I think he looks fine. But, like, and also he's a hero, a flat-out hero. Like, he, you know, stopped acting for a while to help with 9-11 and all this. But, like, he's an actual hero and a great man. Don't get me wrong. But, like, he usually doesn't look like somebody that's like, oh, yeah, he's a hottie. You know what I mean? But in airheads, he was hot. He was flat out hot. I was like, he looks like my first boyfriend in that movie. <laughs> he does too. Hi, Steve. No, seriously though. <laughs> I need to stop name dropping people I know in real life. That could be bad because I'm pretty sure that guy's married now. My first boyfriend's probably married at this point. I haven't talked to him in years. Don't, it's not even a thing. But like, <laughs> anyway, the 90s were a great time. I'm just saying. And, um, Son-in-law was a big part of that. Um, it, it just has the flavor of that time period. We got Tiffany Amber Thiessen. We got Polly Shore. We got Flea showing up in the cameo. We have that Hamilton Porter actor. Can't remember his name right now. Actually, I can just go look at it. Uh, Patrick Rinna. He plays Zach. Okay. We have Tiffany Thiessen. We have Dan Gother. I don't know him, but like he was in some stuff. We just have some people. Adam Goldberg was in this? Well, whatever. Anyway, still, it's just awesome movie. Can't imagine not liking it. And let's dive in and have some fun watching this movie. And I'm trying not to make this podcast super long because I want to get it done all on Valentine's Day. And post it on Valentine's Day. <laughs> and have something for single people to enjoy. And people and couples who are not happy in their relationships. <laughs> and it, well, and it's also falling on a Wednesday, so most people are not actually going out for Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day because it's on a Wednesday. And a lot of people have to work, so they might be saving that for the weekend. 
which is understandable and perfectly re perfectly reasonable. Do not expect too much from your partners. This day it's about card companies. It is kind of, um, to me, it's kind of like a marketing ploy. It's kind of not a real holiday or anything like that. Even if I was in a relationship, I wouldn't take it too seriously. Um, I did have a very bad experience. I'll tell you about that the next time. My very bad Valentine's Day experience because I really wanted Olive Garden. Okay, I'll tell you about it real quick. Uh, I don't think I was engaged at the time, but it was my ex-fiance, and I mentioned him a few times on this before, but like, and he knows this is a bad story. He knows, you know, it's not offensive to him. He knows we had a bad time. He knows he <laughs> things didn't work out very well um, at first. I did get this really hot outfit. Anyway, so like, he asked me what I wanted to do for Valentine's Day, and he's like, do you want, do you like flowers? He was like trying so hard, and I'm very difficult. I will admit that. He's like, do you like flowers? I was like, flowers, duh, you know. <laughs> I've just always been very difficult. And um, yeah, I wanted flowers, but I just did not want to be the girl that's like, give me flowers. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, um, flowers, duh. So like, you know, I don't care. And then like, I can't remember if he got me a present or not. I really don't remember. I know for Christmas, like our first Christmas together, he got me real diamonds jewelry like seriously which is like props to him for that but like <laughs> um he did try to do good and he he did good with gifts and stuff but like for valentine's day i was just being very difficult but he did ask me like do you want italian or you know mexican or what do you want like do you like what kind, do you like chinese food or italian food or indian food or whatever and so i was like i like italian the best because obviously in my head, I'm like, it's Valentine's Day. We're going on a date. And he's going to take me to Olive Garden. Which, I live in a place where Olive Garden is like, <laughs> one of the nicer places you can eat. Because I don't live near things. And, um, which now I like Outback the best, honestly. But anyway. At the time, I rarely got to go. I grew up, not poor, but like, you had to drive an hour to get to even Olive Garden, you know? So like, I was like, yeah, Olive Garden. He's going to take, I said Italian. And he was Italian. So I was like, yeah, Italian, fine. Yeah, I like Italian. And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm getting Olive Garden. You know, I was excited about Olive Garden. Or at least Bazzoli's you know, or something, you know, something. And so we go to <laughs> this place. I don't know if it's like national, a franchise, but there's this place right in the same parking lot as Olive Garden. So we pull in the Olive Garden parking lot and I'm excited. I'm like, heck yeah, I haven't ate all day. I'm saving up. I'm saving up. I'm saving up my calories. I'm not going to eat anything all day. I'm starving. Not eating all day. And we go in the evening time. It's like six o'clock at night. I haven't ate a bite because I'm like, I'm saving it all for Olive Garden because I'm going to stuff myself, at, you know, with free pasta at Olive Garden because my boyfriend's taking me to Olive Garden. And I'm so excited to have Olive Garden and freaking we go to this place called CC's Pizza which is a buffet of just pizza cold pizza on these warmers and it's like that was the worst thing that was the worst thing I didn't eat a bite he's like I'm gonna have to take you to McDonald's or not and he knew he messed up and then <laughs> not not only that I didn't I, I was not eating cold pizza off a freaking warmer at a buffet I hate buffets okay I have this thing where I hate buffets myself I can eat a buffet of like Chinese food or like a salad bar, but like if you have, and this was all pizza, yes, but it was like, this is old pizza. 
you know, like several different options of old pizzas, which I'm like, that's fine, you know, for like a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Not Valentine's Day. That's not a date. It's a bad date. And to be clear, just in his defense, that same boyfriend took me to Olive Garden several times throughout our relationships, like throughout our relationship after that. I was like, I was expecting Olive Garden. You know, <laughs> he was like, I didn't know you liked Olive Garden. I'm like, you said Italian. What am, I'm going to assume you're taking me to Olive Garden. That's the only Italian place around here. Or Fazoli's at least, which I was like, not, you know, I was not even opposed to Fazoli's. So it's like, I'm not even that picky. It doesn't have to be that expensive. It's just, I want some food that I can actually eat. And I'm very picky about food. And so like, <laughs> you know, I'm very picky about food. So, like, no, a buffet of, like, cold pizza is not my ideal Valentine's date. And he did, but he did take me to Olive Garden countless times throughout our relationship. He did make up for it over and over again, birthdays, everything. He took me to Olive Garden several times. We went there even at random days, you know, not even special days. We would go to Olive Garden um, just because I wanted to, you know what I mean? So he made up for it eventually, but, like, this day, he took me to Cece's Pizza, and I was just like, this is the worst Valentine's Day ever, um, at that point, until I dated somebody who was actually abusive, um, which he didn't do anything bad on Valentine's Day either, he didn't do anything, actually, I spent one Valentine's Day when I was dating him, just alone at home, because he was not in town, and so, like, you know, he didn't do anything bad or good, he couldn't physically be there, so, like, that's not his fault, but, <laughs> you know, um, I don't remember any other Valentine's Day specifically that much, um, of being, like, bad or good, because they've always been, like, whatever, um, my dad's been sweet to me on Valentine's Day, and just friends and stuff have been sweet to me on Valentine's Day, but, like, as far as boyfriends, I've never had, like, an extraordinary Valentine's Day, but I don't care about it that much, you know what I mean, this is just the first time I've had, like, it was, like, he wasn't my first boyfriend, but he was my first, like, serious relationship, you know, where we actually, like, drove places together all the time and spent time together, like, every single day and, like, spent the night with each other. Like, it was my first adult relationship. And so, like, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get, I mean, really, I was mostly just excited for Olive Garden. I like it, you know, I like pasta, I like free pasta. And so, you know, um, and I was hungry. It's like if I had ate earlier in the day, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. But I was mad. And then um, to beat it all, he was wanting to eat somewhere cheap so he could go spend his money on weed. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like it's not like he can. Yeah, that was like 10. Shoot, that was like 20 years ago almost. And so like, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It was almost 20 years ago. He wanted to spend his money on weed. And so we went to his weed dealer's house <laughs> and his weed dealer was super nice. Like we had to hang out with him, but he was actually pretty cool in the long run. Um, <laughs> like I actually got to know him and he was, he was not a drug dealer. He did not sell drugs. He just, you know, um, <laughs> he just was a friend of his that, you know, we smoked with, or I didn't smoke with him, but he smoked. And so like, um, yeah, he smoked some weed with his friend and then, um, this was not a drug dealer. This was just, like, a friend of his that he wanted to smoke with. And, like, so it's whatever. But, like, that guy ended up having the cutest little Yorkie. And, like, we would hang out with him. And, like, I would play with his puppy. And it was cute. And, anyway, whatever. 
he was super nice. His name was Josh too. And so like, it was fine. But at, at, at the time I was very, uh, upset about it. So like <laughs> we went to his mom's house and she found out that he took me there and was like, I can't believe this. And then he took me home and then we stayed at my house and like, I ended up, I was starving still because I did not, I was too mad to let him take me to like, <laughs> he's like, I can take you to McDonald's or anywhere you want. I'm like, no, I want Olive Garden, but I couldn't have that. And so like, I was, I didn't want to eat anything cause I couldn't have what I wanted. And I didn't want McDonald's. I didn't want Wendy's. I didn't want some random fast food. Like I wanted what I wanted, you know, so I was being a brat about it, <laughs> but like, you know, and so I refused to eat anything. And then finally I got so hungry cause I hadn't ate all day and it was like nighttime and I finally ate like a mango, like a mango, <laughs> like the fruit, which mangoes are freaking delicious. And, um, I ate a mango. <laughs> that was all I had that day, but I ate the mango and I put on the sexy lingerie and then, you know, I gave him a good Valentine's day, <laughs> even though he didn't give me a good one, but I was like, at least we can do this. At least that was like the only good part of our relationship was the sex. No, like, <laughs> honestly honestly but anyway so that valentine's day sucked i don't remember the rest of the valentine's days i spent with that guy but he definitely did not mess up again like that i know that for sure because i would have called him out but i didn't care about valentine's day that much you know what i mean it was just like this is the first one i get to actually like have somebody do things for me so i'm just gonna see what that's like and it was terrible <laughs> like um which okay you know but on birthdays and different things and I told him, you know, I'm not that big on Valentine's Day because it's kind of a commercialized holiday and it's not real holiday and blah, blah, blah. And so he didn't try very hard because I told him not to. And, you know, and I'm like that. But like, still, you know, I just wanted Olive Garden. I was just hungry. OK, that was the only thing. I was just hangry. <laughs> that was the only thing I cared about was like because I was hangry. I didn't want a big expensive gift. I didn't even need an expensive meal. I just wanted food that I liked because I was starving. And I should have, if I had ate that day, it probably wouldn't have been as bad, but I was hangry. And so that really, you know, but I, it's not, I'm, I put out anyway, so <laughs> you can't complain about that. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, but anyway, it, that was my one Valentine's Day experience that I can actually remember like what happened and it was bad. So uh, <laughs> it was a very bad day. Um, up until nighttime and I got that mango and that mango was delicious and that's the best part of the day. I mentioned the bisque. I mentioned the bisque. <laughs> the mango was delicious and that was my Valentine's Day experience. And um, it's a funny story to tell now because in the, oh, I can't even go into all of it, but there was some stuff that was also made it even worse, but I can't go into that without being like insensitive <laughs> there's just some bad stuff also that I did not include in the story but I'm not going to go into it but anyway and that's not the like one bad thing he did there was some other bad stuff but like also good stuff so it was a mixture nobody's perfect I'm not judging him I'm just saying that was a very bad Valentine's Day and it's the only one that I specifically remember and I only remember the bad stuff <laughs> I don't remember good times. No, I do, but I'm just saying. Um, yeah, it was not fun.
I've had more like better Valentine's days when I'm single because I get to do things like this. And I hope I can, I ran out of rosé. I'm going to need to pick up a bottle of rosé so I can drink it and watch this movie. And I, I want some like good Belgian chocolate because I had found some and then they don't sell that kind anymore. Like at the place that I bought it. And I'm like, you just had it once to make me want it. And now you don't have it anymore. I was going to pick up a box of like Belgian chocolate and have some rosé and watch Son-in-Law and do my podcast. <laughs> I had plans for this Valentine's Day. Single girl plans. I even have a candle that's called Boy's Tears. Boy Tears. Going to light that sucker up, drink some rosé, have some chocolate and watch Son-in-Law and do my podcast. That's my Valentine's Day plans. And I think that sounds like the dream, the dream life, honestly. That is what I want the most out of life. It's like things like that by myself. Because <laughs> like if there was a dude here, he would be like, oh, I'm going to, I don't like this movie or I'm going to talk through this movie or I'm going to take you to a buffet with cold pizza, you know, <laughs> instead of like Italian food. Like maybe dudes want to bring me free pasta for Valentine's Day. That's cool. But like, I don't want to go there. You know, I don't want to go out with you. I don't want to get dressed up. I don't want to have to be on a date on Valentine's Day. That sounds awful. Being out in public, you can bring me, like, takeout free pasta or whatever food I like for Valentine's Day if you, like, have a crush on me. But other than that, and you can leave it at the door. You know, you can be DoorDash with it, and, and, and I will know you love me. If you leave it on my doorstep and then leave and don't bother me, I will know you truly get me and understand me and love me. You know what I mean? By leaving me alone. You leaving me alone. Like, not all the time, but, like don't expect me to go out with you on a date like if you really want to show me you love me bring me like free food and set it on my doorstep and then leave without even knock well you can knock to let me know it's out there but like (laughs) but don't expect to visit just leave it there maybe knock a couple times and then turn around and go and let me find it out there you know like I'm a prisoner in my own house (laughs) okay I'm weirdo, but that would be my dream. Like, I would like a boyfriend that would do that for me. You know? And I don't have to hang out with him or anything. (laughs) Okay, I sound awful, I guess. But that's what I want. Um, Anyway, that's the introduction to this. Let's watch Son-in-Law and have a good time. And now we're back. My name is Wendy oh and I get Botox Cosmetic. Ads, my treatment areas no, were my that. forehead, my crow's feet. Stop and... that. Stop that right now. <laughs> okay, so here we go. We're getting into it. The beginning. Son-in-law. It's Valentine's Day. I got my rosé. I couldn't find any Belgian chocolate, so I'm very upset about that. But I did have Taco Bell, so that's a trade-off, I guess. I didn't get any pasta from any cute boys or anything, so I decided to get Taco Bell instead <laughs> and, and some rosé and no chocolate. Well, I have chocolate, but I don't have any Belgian chocolate, so, you know, it's not the same. But we do have son-in-law, so let's start it. Oh, Why can't we start it from the beginning? Like, I wanted... Thank you. <laughs> okay. We have the old school um, Hollywood Pictures logo and all that. And then it starts out with this like music that's like hillbilly or whatever. And 
you know, the crop dusting a field of who knows what. Mm-hmm. So they're out in the country, blah, blah, blah. So it's somebody's graduation. Lincoln High. I cannot believe her outfit. Okay, <laughs> so we watched the graduation ceremony. There's a lot of, like, Tracy looking at Travis. Travis is Rebecca's boyfriend, if you didn't know. <clears throat> and Tracy's looking at him a lot. Does she have a Travis Tritt poster on her wall? And who is that other guy? I can't remember his name. Country music singers. Whatever. You know, and um, she has to take a family picture and it's all like, oh, duh, duh, duh. you know, it's trouble getting that done. You know, it's kind of realistic and like they don't, you know, they're just whatever. <clears throat> and um, the grandpa's like, back in my day, you just had to push a button on the photo or whatever. It's whatever. We haven't really got into the meat of this yet. Um, we go into Rebecca's room and her dad's like, California is a long way to go off for school. And are you sure you don't want to go to state? And she's like, no, I want to go to California. But like her nightgown thing is so, it looks like it's for a five-year-old. They're really, really making a huge impression on like, this is a good girl. This is a good girl. Like they're really pressing that on you. You know, like, she's a sweet, innocent farm girl. But I'm like, she's 18, she's graduating high school, she would not be wearing this to bed. It's like, I'm sure that thing goes all the way to the floor. But, but you know, it's not, it's not real, real, you know, because, like, she has to talk with her dad. And he's like, California, people are different in California, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, are you trying to talk to me about sex, daddy? And he's like, oh, no, <laughs> he's real uncomfortable with that. But it's like... She's freaking 18. Like, how many people... I mean, I, I, I'm not judging, but, like... And I, it's whatever she wants to do, but I'm just saying, like, it's not, it's not common to be 18 and a virgin. You know what I mean? Like, it's not weird to assume she's already done it. She's got a long-term boyfriend, and she's graduated high school. She's, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. But anyway, whatever. So, her dad leaves the room and she strips off her, uh, nightgown. She's in, like, a pink shirt and a skirt. It's not that slutty. <laughs> it's just regular clothes, really. But she she goes to the window and Travis is out there. And, um, next to his Bronco. And it's like, I guess they all just overlook this. There's no way her parents don't see him out there. Like, he's right outside. <laughs> but it's whatever. They don't care. <clears throat> and she sneaks out to the barn, and they're making out, and he tries to unbutton her shirt, and she's like, slow down. He's like, what's wrong? And she's like, I just want it to be right. And he's like, when's it going to be right? You're leaving tomorrow. And she's like, oh, da, da, da. You know, I'll be home on vacations and blah, blah, blah. We'll see each other, and then you'll work at the co-op. I'll go to school, and then when I'm done, we can be together. And he's like, you promise? And she's like, I promise. It's also very sickeningly sweet, but it's not really that sweet. Like, it just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? It's just, you're already like, this guy just seems like, I don't know. You just get a bad bob, bad, bad bob from this guy from the get-go. I do, anyway. He just looks like the typical, ugh. Anyway, so it's the next morning, and they just, like, kiss a little bit. They're just making out. And, like, um, oh, hold on just a second. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm so stupid. Okay, so <clears throat> the next morning they're packing all her stuff in the truck. And like, <clears throat> there's like a typical flowered fabric suitcase like everybody used to have back in the day. So they're driving her to college. And they have this little picket fence. I mean, literally a picket fence. It's not white. It's brown, though. But, like, their house is a farmhouse, and it's pretty nice. It's weird, because I can't understand. Is her bedroom in the house, and then she has an extra room outside in this, like, silo thing? Or is that, like, her bedroom outside? Because, like, when her dad left her room, it seemed like she was still in the house. Like, it looked like the hallway was outside her door. But then, like, when she goes to leave, she's up in this, like, silo thing at the top of this. So, I always assume that thing at the top of, that room at the top of the silo, it's not a real silo. It's just, like, an outdoor building. And, like, at the top, it's, like, a room with, like, her stuff in it. But it looks like a different room than her bedroom. So, I'm like, what? Does she have, like, two rooms? Does she have just, like, a playhouse outside in this like building I'm confused I need some clarification if somebody could contact me and let me know what's going on here does she have two rooms is there one room am I mistaken in thinking she has her own room inside the house and like her actual bedroom is outside in that building I need clarification I always wanted that room though ever since I watched like the first time I watched this I was just like I want a room outside in a silo looking thing. Like, it's, it's it's a square. It's not a real silo, but, like, it's an outdoor building. And you climb up some steps and on the inside, and, like, at the top of it is, like, this little square room, and it's got windows all around it. And I'm like, that is the... I want that. I want that bedroom so bad. <clears throat> I wanted an outdoor room at the top of this thing, and I wanted this so bad. <laughs> I wanted that so bad. I was so jealous. Okay, <clears throat> but I'm not sure if it's her actual room, though, because it looked like... And then later, she's, like, in her room, and then she comes downstairs. Like, she's acting like her room is in the house at some points, and then at some other point. She bar they barely utilize, like, her outside room, and I want them to focus on it more. I feel like they used it a lot. I felt like I remember that room, like, so much from my childhood watching this, but they only show her in it, like, twice, and it's just for, like... A couple scenes and I'm like I remember this being this movie like a lot more often <laughs> but like I guess it's because I cared about it so much and I was like focused on I was like I want that room so bad <laughs> but anyway we're gonna see her go in it here and they all they're packing up her stuff to go to college in this big truck it's like a very farm like truck okay <clears throat> And her grandpa's all, like, trying to tell her dad how to pack things in the truck. And he's like, well, don't come crying to me when my daughter, my granddaughter's clothes are scattered all up and down the hallway. But, like, and then Zach, and he, they're like, Zach, where's your sister? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe she's still in the barn with, <clears throat> you know, and he just doesn't say it. And her mom's like, oh, no, not drama again. And her mom's all like, uh, Zach, you know. But it does show her because he's like, Rebecca and she like opens the window in this room that I'm talking about that's outdoor and I'm trying to like pause it on that to like look at this structure. What is this? It looks like it's the attached to another little building that's not neither thing is attached to the house. It's like way outside the house in a way. 
and I want to know what's going on here. I need a map and the architecture of this place. I get very obsessed with, like, the architecture of places. I've looked up, like, you know, the layout of different apartments. Like, have you ever looked at the layout for... Uh, I'm sorry, there's, like, stuff going on in my life. <laughs> but anyway... Oh, the layout for apartments. I looked up the layout for, like, Fraser's apartment. And it's just because I'm like, I don't understand. I want to understand the layout of people's houses and stuff. And I want to know. Maybe I could look this up. I'm going I'm gonna to go do that. But also, I have to go do some other stuff, too. So. Um, but, yeah, I'll be talking about her little outdoor shanty or whatever it is in a minute. Okay, so... <clears throat> she's in this upstairs room in this building outside and it's totally outside and like there's a whole building there and then there's like a taller building like linked to it and it's all like yellow and green can't find anything about it and I'm like people are not talking about this room because I was obsessed with this room I just assumed like people would be talking about it couldn't find anything about the room on IMBD or anything so anyway <laughs> so <clears throat> They're all arguing in the rod, and then, like, uh, Zach and Rebecca are in the back seat. This is the same year. I did read some trivia, and I'm smelling my rosé. <laughs> I did read some trivia on the IMBD. It's interesting. I don't want to read it all here, but... And the goofs and all that, I read through the IMBD of it, but <clears throat> I didn't think any of it was, like, important enough to, like, share. But... <clears throat> The, uh, Patrick Renna, this was the same year he was in the Sandlot, um, it was his year, <laughs> but he plays Zach. But anyway, <clears throat> Rebecca and Zach are in the backseat, but then when they get to California, her and her mom are in the backseat, so I guess at some point they did switch places. But they're, he's like, next stop, sunny California, I'm like, y'all are gonna have to stop before then, I'll tell you that right now, North Dakota or South Dakota or wherever they're from, from one of the Dakotas, <laughs> I just read it on um, BD, but whatever. It's one of the Dakotas. It's the same difference. It doesn't matter. I mean, I know people from there are going to be like, no, it's totally different, but to me, it's whatever. All It's the Midwest. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They're farmers from the Midwest. That's all you need to know. Um, but it's far enough away from California to, like, have to stop a lot. <laughs> you know, but anyway. So, and then, like, they drive her there, which is, like, fun or whatever, but it's, like, when she comes back for Thanksgiving, she's on a plane. Which I'm, like, it makes sense that she's on a plane, because she's just coming back to for, like, the week and not moving there like she did, you know, to go to college. But it's just, like, you know, I don't know, <laughs> maybe that's the thing. But, you know, whatever. I mean, it would be faster to fly down there, but I guess they wanted to drive her. Whatever. So, anyway... They get to the college, and it's a, it's chaos, and Zach's all like, these people are freaks, blah, 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 they're weirdos, and it's like, come on, don't be judgmental. One thing I love about this movie, though, it dispels the myth. <clears throat> There's a, and it's, it's a fascist myth, uh, one of the fascist myths, or whatever, is that people from rural, rural, you, I can't say that, people from the country... People from rural areas are more, 
are like morally superior to people in cities. Like people in the cities are cities are full of like debauchery. You know what I mean? Like people from the city are more sinful than people from out in the country. You know what I'm saying? That's a and like people just assume that's a reality and it's not. And it started with fascism. <laughs> like that's a fascist myth. And this movie dispels that because but it also doesn't do the opposite. It's not like city people are better or country people are better. It it's like some people from the city which I don't really see anybody from the city here that's not good, but like it's just, you know, it's they don't really uh make anybody look bad that's from the city, but they don't really make anybody from the country I mean, they don't make everybody from the country look bad either. they it's just it's who you are as a person. Like some of them are good and some of them are bad, which we don't have a chance to see many people from the city, you know, from her college because we don't meet that many characters that are from her college besides crawl and her roommate and stuff. But so we don't get as many chances to see like a, people who are like, you know, bad or good or whatever. <laughs> There's not much nuance there. It's all just her and crawl. So it's kind of like, oh, they're all good, which is fine. It's actually more important to show that because, you know, it's the opposite of fascism. <laughs> so that's good. But, like, even the country people, it's not like, oh, they're bad and they're closed-minded and they're stupid. They're not all like that, you know what I mean? Or they at least eventually come around. <laughs> um, but not everybody is even like that from the beginning. Like, Tracy especially is, like, seems to be pretty cool, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, you know, like, Carl doesn't see her and, like, oh, she needs a makeover. Like, she pretty much is kind of like she would fit in pretty much anywhere. Um, <laughs> honestly. But Travis sucks. And, um, <clears throat> shout right. <clears throat> but, you know. What is that guy's name? The farmhand. Carl calls him Hoss, but that, that's not his name. <laughs> anyway. Um, I gotta charge my phone for a while. Son of a gun. Well, we'll get back to it soon. I'm not entirely sure what's going on here, but my recording stopped. But I think they're all on there. But I totally underestimated how long it takes to podcast. And I'm thinking in my head, like, the movie is an hour and a half. The podcast will be, you know, even if it's five hours long, it takes five hours to podcast. But that's the recording. I forgot that, like, in real time for me, this is like 10 hours, excuse me, of doing stuff. <laughs> and I also messed it up. So this is going to be annoying. I was just chilling, like, oh yeah, oh my gosh, and I have less than half, less than an hour to continue, so we're gonna get halfway through this or something, we're gonna get as far as we can before I have to go for the day, and this is not gonna be available for Valentine's Day, it's just not, I just, it just can't, I just can't do it. <laughs> Because I underestimated. I've been like, mm, I was like, I have time to go to town. I have time to get my rosé. I have time to, but I'll extend my own Valentine's Day. So maybe I can have some Belgian chocolate with my rosé tomorrow and, and enjoy this Valentine's Day 
celebration for myself. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. But anyway, what was I thinking? Anyway, let's get back to the movie. These people are arguing about literally everything. So they don't really get along, and I think that's part of the... Her dad's like, if you kids don't stop arguing, I'm gonna turn this car around. So they... They're such a typical family, but they do not get along. They do not get along. Rebecca's embarrassed because her family is embarrassing her her new college. But it's like... We're gonna get to this. This is something that's actually a thing. This is actually a thing. I'm actually realizing this just now that this changes everything. <laughs> like, I mean, my mind's blown. Like, I, I guess I never got this part of the point. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, we're gonna keep watching it. I have some muddy bears. My one of my friends, Samia, they got me some muddy bears for Valentine's Day. She's a sweetheart. And um, we did a Galentine's... Well, it was for Galentine's Day, so... We had a Galentine's Day party. It was fabulous. But um, and we mostly watched the Super Bowl, and that was actually fun. I think I talked about that already. But anyway, um, yeah, I was... I missed, like, this whole point of this... Oh, my gosh. I mean, I guess I realized it vaguely, but when you're podcasting, you really... You know, it's just a whole different viewing experience <laughs> but I'm seeing that things are they are not getting they, this, none of these people in this family are getting along she, like the dad yelled at the son and the son and Rebecca like Zach and Rebecca were arguing and then Connie was like don't say shut up <laughs> like they they all yell at each other repeatedly everybody's mad at everybody at all times like this happened at graduation this happening now it happened when they packed her to leave and now it's happening you know it's like every moment they're not gonna go off and they're all like at each other's throats all the time and I'm just like oh, I just saw something epiphany I mean I guess I should have noticed it before now and I maybe was vaguely aware of it but still okay <laughs> I paused the wrong thing <laughs> So they're walking down this extremely crowded hallway, and, like, this boy walks down the hall, and he's, like, tattooed and all this, but he's in a towel. And somebody pulls the towel off of him, and he just, like, <clears throat> shrugs and keeps going. And the dad's, like, says a cuss word, and then he's all, like, this is the uh, opportunity you wanted for your daughter. Oh my gosh, this computer is so old. So, like, <laughs> they finally make it to the dorm room. And this is pretty realistic looking for a dorm room. It's not all, like, trying to make it seem, like, fancier than it is. Because <laughs> there's these block walls and all this. Kind of looks like a prison. <laughs> um, which I've never been in a dorm room, but I've heard from people that a lot of things get it unrealistic. But anyway... Her dad sees that the resident advisor is across the hall, and he's like, at least she's going to be across the hall from someone who's in charge. And then Zach's messing with her about her white cotton panties, and he's like, you're such a thrill seeker. He's, like, teasing her because she's, like, prudish. <laughs> and then he's like, now this girl knows what's up, and, like, he gets in her roommate's drawers and, like, 
At first, I thought this was a file cabinet, but it's really just a gray dresser. And she's like, Zach, leave her stuff alone. And then, like, the girl comes in and, and well, her dad's like, do you have the key to the trunk, Zach? And he's like, no, I didn't bring it. And he's like, I swear, you, your brain has a chemical that blocks everything I say and blah, blah, blah. And Zach's like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. But he's got, like, this girl's strapless bra and, like, covers his ears with it. And they just kind of, like, scoff. And the girl comes in. Rebecca takes that from him. And, then, like, the girl comes in and, like, they introduce herself. And Rebecca goes to shake her hand. But she's got her bra in her hand. She's, like, so embarrassed about it. She's like, I'm holding your bra right now. Um, so it's, like, you know, that kind of thing. So... Carol, <clears throat> her roommate, somebody says she's the phones for her, and she's like, communal living, huh? And then she just, like, leaves, and Rebecca's like, so, I guess that means it's time for everybody to go. Like, it's time, you know, I guess that's it. And her dad's like, nope, nope. And, like, her parents seem pretty... I don't want to be rude about this, but, like, her her parents seem a little old to be having a daughter. Like, like, I mean, sh she's an adult now, because she's going to college. I know that, but, like, I don't know. They just seem a little old to be the parents of these kids. I don't know if back in the day... I don't know. It just seems like back in the day, people's parents were older than they are now. <laughs> and maybe it's me. Maybe it's because I'm that age now. I'm like the adult's age now. But it's like... I still... I just don't... Well, like, for example... Uh... Carla Gugino is, like, the age of her parents in this movie at this point, but she's, like, hot. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying these people are, like, not attractive. I'm just saying they dress and act older. You know what I mean? Like, it's their hairstyle, it's their dress, it's everything like that. They don't, like, I feel like people of our generation, we don't really just give up on life and start wearing, like, big flowered dresses like this, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it's different. You know what I mean? Like, we just, we, it, it's like, take a look at the people from Sex and the City in the new Sex and the City versus the people, versus, like, Golden Girls, you know? They weren't actually that old on the Golden Girls. They were in their 50s and stuff. They were supposed to be in the 50s, but in my mind, they're, like, elderly. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, back when I watched the Golden Girls, I was like, these women are elderly, and they seem like it because of their hairstyles and stuff. But, like, they were, like, senior citizens to me. And, like, now people that are their age are, like, just hot people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, literally, Gavin Rossdale, Gwen Stefani, they're in their 50s. You know? They don't look like the Golden Girls. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there were certain standards. And, like, I've even had people that are older than me. Like, if you're a woman of a certain age, get your hair cut short. To your head, like, like above your ears, short and curled. And she said that was like a rule, and I was like, that is not a thing. <laughs> Nobody has to do that. That is a weird rule to have. Like old women shouldn't have women over forty. She said shouldn't have long hair. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And like, where did they get these rules? Like, and it feels like almost misogynistic because now guys will be like. Women hit a, a wall when they're 30 and they look old and they're too old to date and blah, blah, blah. But really, they just want young women to, like, manipulate them. And I think the rules for them came because, like, guys will post pictures of, like, women that are, like, 
this is why 17-year-old girls are hotter than 35-year-old women. But, like, the women in the pictures, they don't really know them. And they end up being, like, women who are 40. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they'll post pictures of 40-year-old women and be like, see how these girls under 25 are hot? And it's like, that's a 40-year-old woman. You know what I mean? It's like, they can't actually tell the difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just think if somebody's hot, that automatically means they're young. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just different now. And I think they had the rules before to, like, differentiate. Like, oh, no. Women that are older should look older so that we know they're older and know that they won't put up with our bullcrap. Like, they get mad if women are older who look younger because they know that woman's been through stuff that's going to be, like, no better than put up with them. You know what I mean? Complicated, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Anyway, totally off topic. There is a mural of boobs on the wall here. But anyway, um, so he's going next door to try and get, he, he said, I gotta open your trunk with a screwdriver. So he goes next door to the resident advisor, which we all know is going to be Crawl, <laughs> which is Polly Shore. So yeah. And what did he say his real name was? We're going to find out. Because nobody ever talks about that. He That's not his real name. It's a nickname. But uh, what was his real name? I cannot remember at the moment, but. Uh, yeah, well, he says it at some point. Because he shows Rebecca his, like, high school photo. And he was a dork. <laughs> and he's actually a dork. Like, he's, he really is a dork. But that just makes him cooler. Because he's like, knows things about computers and he's smart and stuff. Anyway. Ah! My computer just totally crapped out on me. Okay. Crawl has stickers in his room. And I just want to do a deep dive on, like, all the things hanging in his room. He has a sticker that says dare to keep the CIA off drugs. And then he's got a sticker that says who killed JFK. Like, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. He has a screensaver that says crawl. <laughs> and it's definitely the old screensaver. So like, <laughs> uh, her dad comes in this room and like crawl is hanging from the ceiling. And he like, I don't even know what he's doing up there, but he <laughs> hangs from the ceiling and he's like, hello, and he's like hanging upside down. It's just exactly too much for this man who has not, you know, been off the farm very much. <laughs> and so he's like, I need a screwdriver. And, crawl and as a kid, I never got this joke because he her dad's like, I need a screwdriver. And he's like, I'm out. I'm sorry. I'm out all, all out of vodka. I didn't understand that as a kid because I didn't know how to make a screwdriver. <laughs> anyway. So he looks up and Carl's shoes are like house shoes and they're attached to this pole thing. It's one of those bars where you hang upside down, you know, exercise bars or whatever. But he's got on like moose house shoes and the dad is like really scared about all this. And I'm like, he didn't really do anything that bad. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what he's so scared about, but Carl's like, He's like, I need to open my daughter's trunk. He's like, no, I'm, I'm not here. I, I, I need a regular kind of screwdriver to open my daughter's trunk. He's like, oh, you have a daughter? Is she hot? And he's like, don't worry. I'll keep an eye out for her. And um, he's like, I'm the resident advisor. And he's like, oh, S-H-I-T. And like, he gets, he like runs out of the room and he's like freaking out. He's like, we gotta go. You can't stay here. And it's like, um, he's not liking this. That this guy is... You know, <laughs> I mean, he's just weird. It's not like he did anything wrong. He's hanging upside down and he's kind of freaky, but it's like, what, what exactly did he do wrong here? <laughs> I mean, really, he didn't really do anything bad. 
And he said, is your daughter hot? And then he said, I'll look out for her. So it's not like he's saying, I want to screw your daughter. Like, he's, like, saying he's going to look out for her. So it's like, that's pretty tame, honestly. So, (laughs) our dad comes in the room and it's like, you're getting out of this place. I'm not going to have you living across the hall from that thing in there. And then they're like, oh, calm down. And then, like, the door opens and her roommate comes back of some other girl. And she's holding the brawl now and she, like, sticks it back in Carol's drawer. She's like, I want you guys to meet my girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, hi, blah, blah, blah. And they think she means girlfriend, you know, a friend that's a girl. And she's like, I'm sure I'll see you around. And then she's like, I'll see you next weekend. And, like, she kisses Carol. Or whatever her name is. And they start kissing and like Zach is being a pervert about it. He's like, Dad, Dad, do you have your camera? And they are all like staring at this girl on girl kiss. And Rebecca looks uncomfortable. And then but they're they're not they're like not necessarily mad about they, like her dad's just like, Okay, well and they leave, you know, because Zach's like, Get your camera and then like they just leave. And so like Rebecca's saying bye to them, and he's like, "You, if you don't like this place, you can go to state. Just call us and let us know. And she's like, I'm sure I'll be fine. And Zach's like, give your roommate a big kiss for me in the shower. And he, like, sticks his tongue out. And she, like, just laughs and, like, ruff- ruffles his hair. And, like, her mom's just like, Zach, you know? And it's just like, no big deal. That's pretty risque of a joke from him for them to not, like, totally freak out. So they're not that repressed, you know what I mean? Like, not as much as you would expect them to be. It's just a little out of the ordinary for them. I'm sure being from where they are. I'm sure there are people from wherever they're from. North Dakota or South Dakota that are gay. But they're not out of the closet probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's how small towns work. And so they're not used to seeing this. But they don't especially act homophobic about it they're just like oh we're not used to seeing that kind of lifestyle (laughs) you know what I mean it seems more like they're just not used to it and it's more of a carefree open lifestyle than what they're used to but they're not particularly like you can't be around the you know that girl because she's a lesbian (laughs) they're not like making her leave because of it so it's like they're not particularly like severely homophobic especially for the early 90s and especially for like farmers so it's like not that you know I'm not that it's not that problematic of them they're not like it looks like something they're not comfortable with because it's not something they're used to but it doesn't seem like they hate this (laughs) you know what I mean they're just kind of like oh that's not what we're used to but like just like everything else here but it's like they don't seem particularly homophobic about it you know what I mean they just seem like they're not used to that and so it's it's not as problematic as you would think for a movie from the 90s. So, anyway, Rebecca goes back in and Carl is in the hallway with a megaphone. Megaphone? Yeah, that's what they're called. And he's like, there will be no partying between the hours of 5 and 6 in the morning. For some reason, he says, I can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> he's got on, like, a silky, like, robe and probably just underwear. I can't remember what he's wearing under this. Not much. But he's cute. Like, he's got that long curly hair. It's cute. He, He's decent. You know what I mean? Like, he's fun, decent. And personality and everything included. I mean, I didn't have a major crush on him or anything, but, like, he's decent. You know what I mean? He's definitely somebody that I would have a crush. I had a crush on because more of, like, his whole vibe and personality 
than like his actual looks. I mean, he looks good. He looks fine, but like there's nothing wrong with his looks, but like it's more coupled with the bob. You know, for me, like the whole package is like more of the thing that I liked. And like some people are like, he's kind of annoying. And yeah, I can see that, but like I don't really find him that annoying. It could be worse. He could be so much worse. <laughs> I mean, there's so many worse things he could do. It's like, it's kind of cringe. It's kind of annoying. It's kind of like, it's not that obnoxious in my opinion, because it's, there's so many worse things he could be like <laughs> compared, like when I think about other guys, you know what I mean? It's like, he's nice. So like, that's <laughs> the bare minimum and <laughs> hardly anybody can even do that. So like, yeah. So anyway, and I just, well, we'll get into more of why I like him as a character, like the person of him more because at first you're kind of like, is he kind of a creeper because he's hitting on all these girls and he kind of is, but like, and that's a little, you know, I was kind of a little, when I rewatched it, like I hadn't seen it in years. And when I watched it again, I was just like, he is a little bit of a creeper because he's creeping on all these girls. But like, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like, it doesn't seem like a huge problem. He doesn't, assault anybody he doesn't like harass anybody like you know what I mean like it's just he's not I don't know it's more of a well we'll get to it when we get to it but it, let me just say this like it's not so much that he's hitting on them as he's like hyping them up he's like oh you are fantastic you're gorgeous but he just flat out tells them they're gorgeous and stuff but it's when you get to know him it's more like you're like oh he's more like not really hitting on them he's like hyping them up like oh girl you do your thing girl like he's like hyping them up you know what I mean more than like actually hitting on them and it's kind of like oh well that's different <laughs> you know what I mean it's just kind of different that he's he's more like hyping them up and not like hitting on them and it's kind of like well that's a whole new flavor of like catcalling and stuff like you know what I mean it's like a totally different like if catcalling could just be that like if people <laughs> instead of like girl you look good but I'm not saying that to hit on you I'm just telling you so that you feel confident like you know what I mean like it's, it's like if that could be a thing can we all like guys like if they have to do that at least act more like crawl about it like girl I am not trying to get with you I am just hyping you up like <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's more of what he's doing. It seems to be more of his motivation here. Because he doesn't, I mean, he, I think he kind of likes her and he's kind of, but this is the early 90s, so we got to expect, like, guys hitting on girls inappropriately is going to be a theme for the early 90s regardless. But it's like, it's tame compared to other movies. Like, and in the old movies in the 90s, like, the jerk was always, well, not even the jerk for the movie. Usually the movie liked this guy, but, like, the guy who's like, oh, just settle down and get married to me. And he is not that guy. He's not Travis in this movie. Like, Travis in this movie is, like, I think this movie finally gets what we don't actually like. You know what I mean? And, it's, it's, and he's, like, the stereotypical, attractive, like, Prince Charming. He wants to settle down and get married and Rebecca be his, like, wifey. And Carl's just like, girl, you do your thing. You dress slutty if you want to, and I will back you up. You know, like, he's 
he's all for it. He's not like, cover up. You're, you're supposed to be my good girl, my wifey. You know, he's <laughs> totally opposite. And it's like, this is kind of fun. And, and it's borderline feminist. Like, Crawl probably is a feminist. You know what I mean? Like, he's got all these political stickers in his room. Like, you know, he's very <laughs> liberal, I guess you would say. Crawl would be totally liberal. So I feel like, yeah, Crawl is definitely probably a feminist. Um, I mean, off... You know, that's just, that's probably kind of a given. But we'll see more of him doing that kind of thing later on. Because <clears throat> honestly, he's more like, her. he becomes her friend, you know what I mean? So it's like, he's not really trying to like get with this girl at first. And he's not even trying very hard to get with her at all. He never stops being himself to get with her. You know what I mean? And, like, he's not making her change to be, like, well, we'll, we'll get more into it as we go along, because I'm getting deep in this. But, like, yeah. I'm due. Oh, there's this a big plot people. point that Rebecca got that uh, little glass horsey from her big room that I'm so jealous of. And then she kisses her thumb and kisses it. But, anyway, Carl sees her, and he has this video camera, and he follows her, and he's like, I'm a carnivore, and I smell fresh meat. Kind of creepy, honestly. <laughs> kind of creepy. I'm just, there's no excuse for that. Um, because <laughs> he's not hyping her up there. He's, she doesn't hear him. But he's just talking to himself. He's just kind of, that's a little creepy. But like I said, it's the 90s. We have to expect that. <laughs> we have to expect a little bit of creepy dude. And she puts her little horsey away and he comes in. And he's checking her out. Undiscovered country. Show me love and cut. You have got charisma. What is that? It's a special quality of leadership that captures the popular imagination and inspires allegiance and devotion. He knows the exact definition of charisma. That's pretty funny. He takes out a tool of some sort and she's like what is that and he explains what charisma is I think you all heard him say that but um <clears throat> yeah he's kind of being a little creepy at first but he's like uh undiscovered country like cause he sees that she's all like you know farm girl never been out of the farm you know <laughs> blah 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 but it's like you're assuming a lot and you're right about her but like <laughs> you know just saying, it's a little creepy to be talking about her like that. I'm just saying. And, you know, as far as the hyping up, like, he did start hyping her up as soon as she, like, gave him attention. But, like, the prior to that was just creepiness. I'm not going to excuse that. That's that's creepy. But <laughs> that's just a little creepy. But, you know, we'll... I'm not going to say we'll allow it, but we're going to move on. Because... <laughs> It's kind of the ick. It's kind of giving me the ick, but it's also the 90s. So we're going to expect a little bit of, like, you know, things that we don't approve of. But it's a little creepy, I have to say. And there's no excuse for that. But it's, it's you know, the camera. <laughs> I do not like where this video camera is where I paused it right here. <laughs> Just do not. This is not a good spot. I'm not, I can't show you what I'm talking about, but like the camera's hanging down off his neck and like the part where he's looking, the part where you look through is kind of a long shaft thing 
and it's hanging down <laughs> in just the wrong place when I push pause. But if you're just watching it, I don't think you'll notice. But he's got this tool, and she's like, what's that? And he t explains what charisma is, and she says, no, I mean that. And he's like, this is a tool to, I'm, I'm going to help you pop your trunk. And that sounds like an innuendo, but it is not. And he <laughs> helps her get her trunk open. And he tries to, like, talk to her, but she's all uh, not having that. She's all like, no, I don't want to talk to you. Hmm. But, yeah. Okay. And she is put off by him, which I understand. Because he's like, kind of be nice to her, pops her trunk. And she's like, thanks. And he's like, so where are you from? And she's like, South Dakota. Now we know. Thank you, Rebecca. And he says, what's your name? Sally Jesse Raphael. He makes a stupid joke. It's dumb. And she's like, it's Rebecca. And he's like, oh, Becca. And she's all like, yeah, okay, whatever. And he's like, and then he asks her where she's from. And she tells him. And he's like, oh, fresh off the farm. You know, and he's all being dumb about that. And then, <laughs> I mean, honestly. And then she's all like, um, whatever. And she's just kind of ignoring, like, trying to. She's He makes her nervous. And I, <laughs> I don't like that. I mean, I don't like that he's not, he's not backing off, even though she's acting nervous, and I do not approve of that. I'm sorry, I just don't. I have to be real. You know, this is the podcast, Rain on Your Parade. I'm not saying I don't like him eventually, I do, but I'm just saying that's what I'm getting from these scenes. That's just my honest opinion. <laughs> that's just how I'm feeling right now. But, uh, and then he's like, so you're inbred, and she's like, What? And she knows what that means, but, like, because she's not dumb. But, like, she's just like, what? And he's like, you know, where your mom's your dad and your dad's your uncle or whatever. And blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, I am not inbred. And, like, she's offended. You know what I mean? And she's not, you know, she's a little scared of him. She's very nervous. And I don't like that. I don't like that he's making her nervous. I don't like that he's not backing off. I mean, he's not, like, doing anything to her. But he's not, like catching her bob being nervous is like you know what I mean he's not like oh no it's okay I'm just you know I'm just messing with you he he's just not a he's not being empathetic right now and she she's like I had to go to orientation and he's like he calls her like USDA prom choice teriyaki and he's just being so obnoxious and she's not liking that and I'm not liking that honestly like you know I don't think she's like you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not like, I wouldn't be like this at a place like this. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be like her. I'm not like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying like, oh, you should like hide in your shell and be a farm girl and never go out and like experience life. But like, she needs to ease into it and like her uncomfortability, he should like pick up on that and like not be, you know in your face like he he's not he's not picking up on the signals and I don't like that I just don't <laughs> I don't have to be honest about that and I'm not saying like cancel this movie and cancel da, da, da. I'm not saying there's this is problematic and it is problematic but that's just a criticism that is allowed because we're you know when we watch movies you're allowed to criticize things in them and I'm not saying he doesn't like redeem himself because he does you know, this is just a way to make him... The movie wants you to just see him as this wild guy. You know what I mean? Like, this wild guy that's like a party guy, you know? And that's what their goal is in the movie. And I get that. 
and like he's got to be super sexual and like hypersexual and wild and crazy and blah 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 the total opposite of her you know what I mean and she's like a prude so yeah I get what they're doing with it it's not it's not like they're trying to make him a creep but it's coming across as creepy and so like in our day and age it's coming across as creepy but you know I'm not saying that you know, I'm not saying that I hate him for it or anything like that. He's just, it's not the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> it's just a little problematic. It just bothers me a little bit. And that's just my opinion. But like, you know, I'm not saying I don't like this character forever because of it. I'm just saying like, for now, it's, these scenes are kind of like giving me the ick. <laughs> but he, it's fine. Like I do end up liking him a lot, so it's 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 what it is. You know what I mean? Like he's not a bad person. It's just back off, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? And calling her inbred, that's assuming, and that's just not nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like you're kind of being a little judgmental of people from farms, <laughs> calling people inbred because they're from South Dakota. That's not nice. So it's a little bothersome, but I feel like he's just supposed to be as wild as possible at these scenes to, like, give you that feeling that he's just the total opposite of her and just this, like, wild and crazy guy. And that's fun. That's what they're going for and that's what's happening, but it's, you know, it's kind of yucky. But anyway, she calls Travis in the middle of the night and he's, I don't know what he's doing. He's hanging out. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> yeah oh, <clears throat> oh gosh okay and that's all I can get done for now but I will have it done by tomorrow I'm gonna finish this tomorrow because I just messed around and found out I just messed around and found out I did not have time for this I'm gonna have to get started real early but at least I have something to do tomorrow I was gonna have it out for Valentine's Day Daggone it. But most people's Valentine's Day is going to be this weekend. So this is... The, I'm getting started on Valentine's Day at least. <sighs> Give me a break. I had a hysterectomy last year. <laughs> oh, and there's Crybaby. I watched that the other day too. Oh my gosh. Don't get me started on the Johnny Depp discussion. <laughs> and he and she were not singing in that movie. Anyway, anyway, anyway. It's almost time for Jeopardy is what... <laughs> How dorky am I that, like, I have to go because it's almost time for Jeopardy. That is, that is my life. Hey, hey, I'm, I like Jeopardy. I don't care. I'm a nerd. But I will finish this podcast. And it's not like it's live and you guys are, like, listening to me live or anything. So you won't know the difference except that it'll be out late. It'll be out later than Valentine's Day. But since Valentine's Day did not land on the weekend, I feel like I can be excused <laughs> as long as I get it out before Friday that's my goal now that's my new goal is before Friday which means I just have tomorrow left well if I get it out by Friday night <laughs> then I'll, I'll consider it I'm pretty sure I can get this done by tomorrow I just have to remember that podcasting takes more time than I thought it did especially since I messed up the first recording the first part of this movie and I need to figure out how to get the freaking audios there and that's gonna take sometime but it's all right all right <laughs> i just know all the ones with this date are the audios from this podcast because this is the only one i've done today that's all i need to know all right let's wrap this up for now but y'all won't see i do this 
I do this because I feel like I'm stopping, but y'all won't even notice that I'm stopping. I'm just going to pick it right back up. Anyway, the next stuff you'll hear from me is about her phone call with Travis. <laughs> okay, I think I got my audio all fixed. <laughs> um, but now we're getting back. Okay, she's having this conversation with Travis. Okay, she calls Travis, and we're going to see what he says. They're literally telling me that the son-in-law video is private. What? Okay, now it's fixed. I was like, they surely didn't take it off of there. You have to buy it or rent it now? Don't tell me that you had to buy it now. I'm serious. Now they're telling me I have to rent it. Are you kidding me? I'm going to try and find it somewhere else. This is, this is exactly the day. Exactly the day? Come on. Ugh. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it for free. I'm not paying for this. I've seen it like 10 times on this. On YouTube. I have, to, I have to rent it. I have to rent it. This is so freaking crazy. I mean, can you believe this? I was in the middle of watching it. Yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, now I don't know how to rent it. Okay, um, uh, how do I select a different payment method? Anyway, I'm going to try and figure out how to rent this, and then... <sighs> you guys, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You all owe me $3. Because <laughs> I had to rent this. Whoever listens to this, you owe me $3 for doing this. Because <laughs> I had to rent this stupid movie that I freaking already watched. You will have three days to watch this video. Well, now I have to. Okay, start rental period. Are you kidding me? Now I have to find out where I was at. Okay, where were we? We were at Travis's phone call. Or her phone call to Travis. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Alright. Thank you. <clears throat> He's like, I said I'll be right there when he answers the phone. And I think I know who he was talking to. Because <laughs> um, there's a little hints about things later on. But anyway, he's like, she's like, hi. And he's like, Rebecca, where are you? How's it going? And she's like, I miss you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, how is it out there? And she's like, it's weird. And he's like, it's California. I tried to tell you. She's like, I know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, it's Thanksgiving soon, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. And then we go back to the campus and they're like, oh, whatever. It's just... Pretty eventless call, but it's just kind of getting us to the place where we need to be because she's still not into this and she's still wearing her flowered, her florals. <laughs> so Rebecca's sitting at a tree reading in her floral shirt. She, it's not, it's a plain shirt, but there's flowers on it. She's all in florals. Kroll is sitting there talking to people who are signing up for things and he kind of hits on this girl and she smacks him and he's like ow jeez you know but he's not that mad about it and then somebody comes up with like spiky hair and like puts their arm around him and he screams and runs away like he's scared it's whatever but he he looks at Rebecca and just like shakes his head like she's just not trying to fit in here you know what I mean she's not even talking to anybody and so we go and there's a Halloween bash at night and like we see a bunch of people dressed in costumes and Crawl has one what would you call this? He's dressed like 
It's hard to explain. He's got on a bra, and he's he's with the Cowardly Lion. Some girl dressed like a lion, I think, and he's wearing like a basket of fruit on his head and like a bra with fruit on it. It's just, it's a something. It's something, but he is so not like trying to be hyper masculine. You know what I mean? And that's what I, I mean. I don't know how else to put it. He's kind of not ashamed to wear just about anything. So that's a plus. I mean, you know. So anyway, we're going to see what's going on here. And the greatest part, okay, he walks into this room and he's talking all silly. He's got fruit all over him. He's like, just like fruity. He's covered in fruit. Actual fruit. And um, so he's talking to this chick and he's just being like silly, whatever. And then he goes in and we get a cameo from Brendan Fraser. Oh, if you didn't like this movie, like at least you love the cameo by Brendan Fraser who's dressed like Link in the last scene of that movie. If you don't know what this is from, this is um, <laughs> Encino Man. How could you not? And so here's Link from Encino Man, you know, Brendan Fraser, but he's acting like Link and he just grunts. Crawl uh, runs into him and obviously, you know, Crawl was in Encino Man with Brendan Fraser and Sean Astin. And, um... They run into each other and Link just like, I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's not just Brendan Fraser. It's actually Link. And he's like, Ugh. he's like grunting and he takes a piece of fruit off of Carl's basket on his head and like eats it. And like Carl turns around and watches him leave and he just like looks like he's like, hmm, who is that? And then he shakes his head. He's like, nah. And it's like, you know, a little reference to that movie as if Carl is the same person. Who was he in that movie? What was his name? Oh, what was his name in Encino Man? I know it, but I can't think of it at the moment. At this moment. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. No, I mean, he didn't get a piece of fruit off his helmet. He got off his basket. He got a freaking frog, lit a lighter, and cooked it for like a two seconds and took a bite out of it. That's much more Link of him. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> I'm too excited because Brendan Fraser's on my screen. But he takes a bite out of this frog and Crawl watches him and it's like, Nah, like, you know, because it's, it's like he's being, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. His, the character's name from, I'll find it. Was it Stoney? I haven't looked it up yet. That's offensive, dude. Oh, that's where, what's his name was. Yeah, okay, well, he, he's dressed like a Native American and that's not good. But anyway, hold on, let me, I'm thinking it was a, Stony was his name Stony in Encino Man. I'm gonna look it up. Be where be with me, y'all. See if I'm right. Encino Man. Let me look it up on my phone. Why is it not giving me freaking answers? So anyway, he does that. He uh he's like no, and then like Rebecca's outside and she in the hallway and she is carrying a basket of um, laundry, and, uh, I have to look it up on my computer. Ugh, come on now. <clears throat> Link. Stony. Did I not say that? Did I not say that? I was right. I was right. His name was Stony. Robin Tooney was in that? Okay. Michael, D that's Dallas from Gilmore Girls. There's so many people in, uh, 
I see that, man. Anyway. So, yeah. It was stony and I was right. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it came back to me. But Rebecca's carrying this basket and she runs into this guy who... Who was that guy that I said I didn't know was in this? Because I, now I see that he is. <laughs> Let me look this up. See, this is what I do. Uh, I'm very bad about doing this. There's like making fun of... Oh my gosh, what are they talking about that for? Oh, okay. Who was it that I was saying? I couldn't believe he was in this. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was Bob from Twin Peaks. <laughs> Very not nice. Adam Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, he's Adam Goldberg, and he's, I've seen him in a lot of stuff, but he's dressed as a Native American. Very offensively, I will say. That's kind of problematic, but whatever. Moving on. <clears throat> Rebecca goes into her own room carrying her basket of laundry. She's dressed normal. She's not wearing flowers. Maybe she is on her skirt or pants or whatever. But she's wearing just a plain pink shirt. This looks like the shirt she was wearing when she was making out with Travis in the barn. Which I'm like, cons I like consistency in clothes where people wear their own clothes more than once in a movie. Because <sighs> you never see that. <laughs> so we're going to see what she's wearing. And what happens in her dorm room, because she gets a little upset over her little horsey, okay? Like, we're just going to see how this goes. So, like, she goes in there and she just drops the basket of laundry on the floor. Like, she's super mad. And Carol, her roommate's like, oh, sorry, Rebecca. It just kind of happened. Because there's, like, a bunch of people in Halloween costumes in her dorm room. But I'm like, chill out. Like, stop being a... I'm sorry, I'm not on her side about this because I don't think she's wearing any flowers. Just get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> for once. But, um, no. She's like, she's like, oh, it's okay. Like, she's annoyed by this. And then she sees somebody sitting on her horsey. And I think it's made out of wood, actually. And she's like, get up! And, like, shoves the guy off of it because he had set on it and broke it. Somebody's like, oh, what happened? Somebody, some, some, oh, you broke your horse. Like, you can hear people in the background feeling bad about this. And the guy's like, I'm sorry about that. They're not being jerks to her about this. He's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, she just leaves the room and goes and calls somebody. But it's like, you can hear people in the background not even, like, they're not mocking her about it or anything. They're like, oh, you broke your horse. Like, they sound super, like, they actually are sad about it. Like, <laughs> they don't sound mean about it. This guy's like, I'm sorry about that. Like, he sounds sincere. It's not like they're like, oh, you broke a little horsey. They're not, like, making fun of her. They're literally just actually care. You know, they're like, oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, they're not being jerks about this. They're just not. And, um... <clears throat> I think her grandpa probably whittled her that horse out of wood because I think it's made out of wood. Anyway, she goes to the payphone to, like, call somebody and Carl's like, Becca, what's going on? And he, like, comes up to her and honestly, his makeup is on point. He's wearing, like, eyeliner. It's fabulous. And I have to say, I think he probably did this himself. Like, from what we learn later on, I feel like he probably did this himself. He's got this cool necklace one that has actual parrots on it. Like... I'm just, his outfit is kind of on point. <laughs> I'm not even turned off by this. This is like, his eyeliner, it looks fantastic. Like, of course, in real life, makeup artists did it. But, like, this is, like, makeup of today. Like, he's doing it up, like, you see on Instagram now. Like, he really did his thing with this eyeliner. I am very impressed. Pause it right here when he's trying to talk to Rebecca on this payphone, if you watch it. His uh, makeup is so on point. It looks so good. <laughs> like, it's, like, not just, 
winged eyeliner, which is not even a thing in the 90s. Like, he was ahead of everybody because this is like today's version of eyeliner now. And he's got it in the creases just right. It's perfect. It's His eyeliner is perfect. And it's like two pieces, like, where it's winged out at, like, the eyeline and then, like, above it at the crease line. You know what I mean? Both. But it looks so freaking fantastic. You don't see this in, like, the 90s. Like, he was ahead of the game. This is, like, what people do now on Instagram. That's good eyeliner. I'm very impressed with his eyeliner work here. It looks so good. Okay, anyway. So she's, like, calling home. And he's like, no, don't. And he, like, hangs up the phone for her. And is, like, trying to get her to, like, chill out. Because it's, like, she got super mad that, like, people were in her dorm, dorm room. But it's, like, it's not your dorm room. It's, like, yours and Carol's. Maybe they had a discussion and decided against letting people in. Because in dorms, when there's, like, a party like this, you just either leave your door open or not. Like, you you join the party that way. Like, you either close your door or open it and people are allowed to come in if it's open. You know what I mean? Maybe they had a discussion about it, but we didn't see that. So it's like, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what the decision was here on this thing, but, like... She's acting like she's the boss. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, um, you know, maybe you could chill out a little bit. And Carl's like, what are you doing? Like on the phone. And she's like, I'm leaving. And he's like, do you know of a better party than this? <laughs> like he's, she's like pump, pumping up his breasts. Like, it's just funny. Like he's just being like, you know, silly. And she's like, no, I'm leaving school. I'm going home. And he hangs up the phone. He's like, oh, no, no, no. And he's like, no, you can't do that. And she's like, he hangs up the phone for her. And she's like, Carl, what are you doing? He's like, I'm saving you from a major mistake. He's like, just give me five minutes. And if I can't change your mind, then you can make your phone call. Which is fair, honestly. And she's like, okay. And uh, she, she's like, fine. And so he goes back to his dorm room. <clears throat> and he's got like, hula, he's got all these like, <laughs> he's got a thing on his wall that says whining and then was like crossed out. I'm just very interested in all his like stickers and things. But anyway, so they go to his room and he turns down the music. He makes everybody leave the room so he can like actually talk to her. Like actually talk to her too. He's not being like silly right now. He's actually leveling with her like a serious conversation. He's capable of that. You know what I mean? So that's good on. Now we're starting to see the flip side of Crawl, you know, like we've only seen him be this obnoxious guy that hits on every girl and is like wild and crazy and drinking all the time and whatever, which we haven't really seen him drunk or drinking all the time. It's just kind of implied. But um he doesn't seem too drunk here. He's he's kind of on and it's like he doesn't seem very, like, out of it at all. So it's kind of like, is he just having, he's just, like, having a good time. He's not, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, he's not, like, a belligerent or anything. And he's not, he's so far not assaulted anyone. And for the 90s, I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't at any point assault anyone. But uh, he takes her to his room, which sounds worse than it is. But he takes her to his room to be alone with her. And all he does is talk to her. So that's a good sign, especially in college. <laughs> I mean, if we're comparing him to other college guys, yes. And honestly, one thing, though, is, like, I'm pretty sure he's, like, a good bit older than her, too, though. Because he's been at college for a few years. But anyway, 
but I mean, it's not that big a deal. She's old enough to be in college, so, you know, uh, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> he is wearing the skirt. It's not wearing him. This outfit, not many guys could pull this off, and he is kind of pulling it off. I mean, it's not bad. He's wearing, like, this black skirt. It's It looks pretty good. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know where there was, I don't know why there was like a frog in his fruit basket, but that was just for Link, I guess. But anyway, he closes the door, he shoes everybody out, and they're all complaining, like this one guy's dressed as a fairy, and he's like, clip a guy's wings, why don't ya? <laughs> it's just all, whatever. And he's like, Goldilocks naked, two doors down, just get out of here. He, he's whatever. Oh my gosh, he's got a blacklight poster that's very typical. He's got this giant clock that's shaped like a watch, which I'm like, that's pretty freaking cool, to be totally honest. Anyway, so he tells Rebecca, he's like, let me guess. You miss your dad and your mom and your boyfriend and your dog and pretty much everything else about home life, you know, and is that what's wrong? And she's like, how did you know that? And, uh, and he <laughs> takes his wallet out of his bra his fruit broth and uh <laughs> takes a picture out and hands it to her but he like waddles over on his high heels and hands her a picture and she's like no that's you and it shows a picture of him when he was like younger he's nerdy with glasses his hair's still curly but it's short and um she's like oh my gosh you were such a nerd and he he's like that was me freshman year so that was his freshman year and um oh he's got a nirvana poster anyway <laughs> Because I'm pausing it, I can't help but look at his, like, room decorations. But anyway, she's like, you were such a nerd. And he looks kind of, like, sad. And she's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, that's Fred. So his name's Fred, actually. Which is not very appealing, honestly. So anyway, <laughs> she's like, so what happened? And he's like, sit down, let me tell you a story. So she says he's got this, like, hammock in his room. It's probably his bed, actually. And he's got all these, like, wild decorations. He's got this, like, I'm pretty sure that's a costume that's a tiger. I'm pretty sure he wears that later on. But anyway, um, I love the consistency of the things in this. And that is definitely a Nirvana poster. I'm so... Is that Nirvana or is that Tom Petty? I can't tell it's, like, blurry because this seems to be more than three people in the poster. But anyway, <laughs> it looks like... Nir no, it can't be Nirvana. But anyway, it's a band. It looks cool. Okay. So, like, um, <clears throat> he's like, she's like, so what happened? And he's like, ditched the glasses, uh, grew the dew, and drank some brew. And he's like, you know, look, college is supposed to be the best years of our lives. And she's like, how many years have you been here? And he's like, six years. And he's like, but I majored in pretty much everything. And that's like, uh, I don't know if you could, like, mm, I don't know if you could get a degree in six years, but okay, we're going with it. And so, like, I mean, you can get a degree in four years, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think he could complete majors in that time, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, we're going with it. But that makes him, what, 24? She's 18? I She's a freshman, and he was a freshman six years ago. I'm a little, eh, I'm a little iffy about that, but whatever. Um, it's fine. And he's like, I don't know what I want to be with, I don't know what I want to be yet, but, you know, I'm having fun. And so she's just like, uh, and so he's like, she's like, I don't really fit in here. And he's like, how can you fit in here if you haven't even left back there? And he's like, you haven't even tried to fit in here. Like you haven't tried. And he's like, what, what'd you come here for? You want to try something new? Right. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, 
Because he knows that. Like, he's not just trying to change her. It's not like he's going to her hometown and trying to change her. She came here, and he knows that. You know what I mean? Like, she, he knows she came there for a new experience, and she's not even tried it yet. And he's like, how can you try anything new if you haven't even left campus yet? And she kind of looks caught. And he's like, ah, busted, you know? And then he takes her out on the town, and, like, he's explaining to her. He's like, people here are like this, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, he's telling her, showing her the robes of L.A. and all this stuff. Wherever they are, I'm assuming it's, like, L.A. And, um... <clears throat> So he's not being like, I want to change you and make you a different person. He's like, you need to try it. You know, and he's not saying you have to be like me or like whatever. He's just saying like, you want to try new things and I'm going to help you try new things. Whatever you want to do. Like, it's not like he's forcing her to be different or be like him. He's like, you know, <laughs> it's not like that. It's It's more like, you know, she, you know what I'm saying. It's not bad it's like good <laughs> it's not bad it's good <laughs> but he's right like she wanted to try something new and she's not even trying anything new she's just stuck back at home in her mind and so he's like you gotta like actually live it you know before you can reject it at least give it a chance before you like you haven't even really given it a chance before you're already rejecting it you know what I mean and he's right so all right then <laughs> Okay, buddies, let's get back into it. Oh, no. <laughs> Honestly, I feel a little gross, like, because, well, I never had, like, a huge crush on Polly Shore, but I thought he was cool, you know what I mean? Like, I liked him. I kind of had a thing for him, but it wasn't, like, a crush crush. It wasn't like that, but, like, especially when he has short hair, because he kind of... Sounds inbreeders. No, this sounds gross, but like something about him reminds me of one of my cousins. <laughs> and if anybody that listens to this knows me personally, they'll probably know which one I'm talking about. He's a handsome guy and everything, but like, you know, <laughs> that's disgusting. But like, is there, I think that's the thing that's keeping me from having a full and crush from Polly Shore is because he does remind me of my cousin a little bit. Like, just not his personality or anything, but a little bit, but not, like, fully. But something about the way he looks does, and, like, I think that's what's always, like, kept me from having a full-blown, like, crush on him. You know what I mean? Rebecca's, like, outfit at the on the cover of the movie poster is very cute. I have to say that. But anyway... What, what happens is, like, he gives her a makeover. Like, not really, but he he tells her what to buy to, like, wear. And then she sees somebody with short blonde hair and is like, I want her hair. And he's like, okay. Like, he's not making her change her hair and stuff. Like, she's just kind of picking out different things, you know? So, like, she he t takes her to get a different wardrobe she looks hot, and then she wants his hair, and, like, I guess that looks okay, but, like, I would have picked something different for her, honestly. But it's whatever. She looks fine. Whatever. This is a wig, okay? This is not her real hair. Um, this blonde. I mean, in real life. <laughs> um, but uh, to me, it's like, yeah, uh, they made it look like she actually dyed her hair. Like, it's not blonde blonde. It looks like somebody tried to go lighter with brown hair. They really did their thing to make it look like she dyed her hair. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like that orange color. Not in a bad... I mean, it doesn't look bad, but, like, it looks like, you know... 
that's what she did. <laughs> like, so they did a good job making it look realistic. And then, you know, they're rollerblading. They're hanging out at Venice Beach. And then she wants to go get a tattoo. And he kind of hesitates, but she pulls him in there. And she's like, does it hurt? And uh, Flea here, this is Flea. He's the tattoo artist. He's like, it feels better than a ta uh, golf shoe to the face. <laughs> Doesn't hurt as bad as a golf shoe to the face. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, I want something... Fem she's like, Crawl, what do you think? And he's like, it's permanent, you know? He's trying to kind of, like, you know, tame her a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's not full on being like, you need to go crazy. He's like, well, you know, it's permanent. And she's like, Crawl, I'm mingling. I'm not sure what that means now, because <laughs> I got that mingling meant mingling with people, but what, apparently it means just about anything. <laughs> I mean, honestly. And, um, She's like, I want something feminine. And Flea's like, it's he's standing right next to me. And he's like, see what happens when you get this stuff? It seeps into your brain and makes you freaked out. He's like, look at him. He's a freak. He's talking about Flea. And Flea's like, that's a good point. <laughs> and he looks like, you know, he purposely tries to look freaky. You know what I mean? That's funny as heck. <clears throat> I mean, honestly. And, uh. So she picks a butterfly tattoo which on her ankle, which is totally typical of the 90s, but it's like, um, they actually, uh, Carla Gugino actually had this tattoo already. It's a real tattoo. Um, <clears throat> so she, they just incorporated her real tattoo into the storyline of the movie so she could, like, have it. And, um... And Flea's like, you pick it, I stick it. And so, like, we see her tattoo on her ankle and they're hanging out at the beach. And so, like, they're hanging out on the beach and he drops, he gets a can of beer and, like, drops it in her crotch. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he drops it right between her legs and she, he's like, oh, what, you didn't like that? Because she's like, crawl, you know, and he's like, oh, what, you didn't like that? He's flirting with her already, but, like, it's not... You know what I mean? It's not overboard. She's not. She's kind of giggling about it. He's. She. They're just kind of like flirty with each other. <clears throat> but they're like friends too. <laughs> like he's checking out girls on the beach. She's like, "What about your family? What are they like?" And he tells her, you know, his mom is on her fourth marriage, and his dad sells bedpans and crap. And they're kind of like talking about that. And then he's checking out girls with binoculars, which is creepy. <laughs> I mean, it just is. And he's like, you know, he's like, hey, come here. Something just came up. Like, telling that girl. And she's ignoring him totally. And um, Rebecca's like, let me see. And she, like, checks her out. And she's like, you could do better than that. And he's like, better than her? There is no one better than her. I'm going to marry a girl like that someday. Blah, blah, blah. And then this guy comes up and starts talking to the girl. And he's, like, really buff. And Becca's like, his cones are bigger than mine. And he's like, Becca. And, like, takes the binoculars away from her. Travis. Like, he's reminding her she has a boyfriend. You know what I mean? I think he's kind of jealous. You know what I mean? That's kind of... <laughs> I can't... I'm starting to ship this. I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't be even shipping this. But it's kind of innocent. You know? Like, he's kind of creepy. Like, he's not creepy. He doesn't come off as creepy. Like, he does creepy things. Like, he's creeping on girls and, like, hitting on them. But, like... His personality doesn't make him come across as creepy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't... His vibe is not, like, a creepy guy that's a creeper. You know what I mean? He's just, like, out there with it. 
he's not trying to like hide it. He's like, oh heck yeah, you him like when he's looking at that girl, he's like, oh she is fantastic, and he's like telling her he wants her, which is catcalling, but it's also like he's not like spying on girls secretly. He's just out there with it, and it's it's kind of creepy. But this is the nineties. But he doesn't have the creepy vibe to him for some reason like he's so feminine himself that he doesn't come across as a creep somehow you know what I mean he's doing creepy things but it doesn't come across as creepy on him somehow <laughs> you get what I'm saying I, I don't know why but it's it's you know I'm not saying it's okay that he's doing the things but it's not coming across as creepy and like once we get to know him better later on, I can see why I didn't get that vibe from him. Because he doesn't necessarily... It, it, it's like... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, he would not... Like, you would let him hold your drink. And you could. Like, once I know him from this entire movie, like, you would be safe letting him hold your drink. You could let him hold your drink. You know what I mean? And you would. Okay, I have this new standard for, like, boys that I like, and it's so weird. But, like, it's this thing that I get. Like, this thing that I feel, this vibe that I get from guys. And so far, it's only been fictional ones. <laughs> well, maybe one or two in real life. I, uh, there's this new standard I have for boys, and, like, guys think that girls want a guy that's, like, at least six foot tall or has this much money and blah, blah, blah. My standard for guys is I want him to feel like what makes me really like a guy is if it seems like he's the type of guy that if you got sick in front of him, he would use the shirt he's wearing to wipe your face off. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, he would not be above, like, you can get that vibe from certain guys. And <laughs> I will give you a list of ones that I've collected in my mind so far, because I did write this in one of my fan fiction, Mr. Robot. Okay, so, like, you know, you're out, you either, you know, you're sick on your own for no reason or you're drunk or whatever, and you get sick with a guy, like, around him. Yeah, because you always hear, like, he would hold your hair back if you were sick. Okay, let me take it a step further. Would he lift the bottom of his shirt he's wearing to wipe your face off after you get sick? Because that is a vibe that I'm getting from certain guys, like... Crawl, for one. Okay, Elliot from Mr. Robot was the first one I realized this with. He totally would do that. Crawl definitely would do that. Eddie Munson would do that. Like, <laughs> I can't, I, that's all I've collected so far, but like, that's the standard we should have. Does he give off the vibe that he would use his uh, the shirt he's wearing to wipe your face off after you got sick? Like, that's my standard now. And that's gross, yes, but like, it's also, like, is he, it's just that vibe, like, he totally would do that, like, you don't want him to be too, you know, we want him to be kind of feminine, but not too feminine to be, like, you know, and, and not, like, but not, like, prissy about things, because that's also a problem, you know what I mean? Not that that's a feminine trait, it's a, men can be prissy, too. I'm talking about guys that have this vibe, <laughs> <laughs> to where they would do that. You know what I'm saying? And Elliot from Mr. Robot totally gives me that bob. See, even Mr. Robot as a character, I don't think he would do that. I, I, th I think he'd be like, I am not 
coming near you right now. Like, I'm sorry, girl, but, like, I don't even think Mr. Robot would hold your hair back. Like, I just don't. Like, <laughs> not that he's bad, but, like, I like the vibe of a guy that's, like, Elliot, who would hold your hair back, but also, you know, lift off the bottom of his shirt after you get sick and, like, wipe your mouth off for you. Like, that's the vibe I want a guy to have. And Crawl is totally that guy that would totally do that. He would be, like, soft about it, too. He'd be like, oh, it's okay, honey. I got this. Like, oh, come here. You need to clean your mouth. Let me get it. You know, like, that sweet, like, soft vibe of, like, I'm gonna get, you know, I'm gonna wipe your mouth off for you, and, you know, I'm gonna use my shirt, and it's gonna be okay. You know what I mean? Like, that vibe. That's Elliot from Mr. Robot. That is Eddie Munson, for sure, would do that. And Crawl is that, I get that vibe from him. And so, and it, it's not just that one act. It's it's that, that's, like, that is a symbol for their whole entire vibe of who they are as a person. And that right there is what, like, you ask yourself that question. Like, because people ask the question, like, would I let him hold my drink? And that's an important thing to ask yourself. Like, would I let him hold my drink? Yes. But... <coughs> That's the standard for, like, any guy being a decent human being, period. <laughs> Not the standard for the guy that you want to date. You know what I'm saying? Like, every guy should be trusted with, you know, should, should strive to be, like, trusted with a drink. You know what I mean? That's that's just the baseline standard for human decency. But, like, to date him, to really fall in love with this guy, you want him to give off the vibe that he would do that with his shirt. And it's a vibe. It's a whole vibe. It's their whole personality. And if you don't feel like he would do that, I mean, maybe that's not your thing, but that's totally my thing. Like, that's my new thing now. It's like, it, what he, that's what I've decided is like a common thread throughout the people that I've had a crush on. And like, let me be fair. I have had, I have a crush on Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan as an actor, as a person in real life, he he might do that. He might. But there's several of his characters that would not do that. You know what I mean? The Winter Soldier, I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so he's not, he's not for sure one of these guys. And I can't, I can't, I'm just not getting the vibe that he would do that. Playing Jefferson on Once Upon a Time, absolutely not. Jefferson on Once Upon a Time would not do that. I'm sorry, he would not. And there's a factor to it that I'm just like, yeah, he's hot. He, Sebastian Stan is hot. He's like the type of guy that you want to hook up with. He is not the type of guy you want to marry because he would not do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sebastian Stan. He's hot as heck. Penn Batchley. I, I just don't think Penn Batchley would do that. He's borderline. Like, I feel like he would maybe if you were like his wife, but not like on a date. You know, with his girlfriend. I, I just don't feel like Penn Badgley is going to go that far unless you're, like, actually his wife. He doesn't even pass the test. I feel like Penn Badgley, I thought he would pass the test, but when I really thought about it just now, I don't think he passes that test. Crawl, for sure. And that's the edge you want them to have. Because Penn, he's great. But he's missing that certain, like, edge that may lets you know he would not give a crap to do that. You know what I mean? That's another thing that a factor that needs to be there. You know what I'm saying? It, it encompasses all the factors you want because he's being sweet, but he's also being like, not too like, 
uptight. You know what I mean? And that's an important thing. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of factors to consider what type of personality this person has can be encompassed in, like, all the factors you want him to have are going to, like, have to combine to create this guy who's going to do that for you, you know? And there's very few that I've found so far that I could say that they would do that. And, you know, and they're the best ones. And, and you know, like Elliot and Eddie Munson... Elliot from Mr. Robot and Eddie Munson have that vibe and like you know Steve Harrington does not Jonathan does not I'm sorry Jonathan Byers does not do that Hopper would Hopper totally would because he but he would bitch like he would be bitchy about it he'd be like I can't believe I'm getting this on my shirt but like that's okay that's okay because Hopper we know he's good like he he is going to complain about it but he is going to be that's okay like Hopper doesn't fit in with the other guys as in, they're not going to complain about it. He's going to complain. Hopper would complain about it and like be mad. Not be actually mad, but he would just, like, complain about it to you. Like, not in a mean way, but in, like, a almost a joking way, but he's serious. You know what I mean? Look what you got me doing to my shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but not in a way that makes you stop liking him. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to... Like, think about other guys that might or might not fit in. Sawyer from Lost? Absolutely. But he also would be the hopper person who's going to, like, complain about it a little bit. But he would do it. Absolutely, yes. Um, Saeed, for sure, is going to do that. For sure, Saeed is exact. That's what I'm talking about. The best guy ever, Saeed Giraffe from Lost. He's absolutely going to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Charlie would from Lost. A lot of the guys I like from Lost, I feel like, would do that. But also, I'm used to seeing them in, like, that setting where it would be necessary. But anyway, let's get off this topic. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Carl has that vibe. He definitely would do that. And he's one of the very few. So it's very prestigious to be able to say, like, he's in this prestigious category of God that would do that. So, like, you know, <laughs> he's high on the list just based on that alone of, like, his personality, you know. So anyway, and he, Crawl is the absolute embodiment of the type of guy that would do that. You know what I mean? And he would be super sweet about it. And that's also a different factor. You got the guys like Hopper and Sawyer who would like do it, but they would jokingly like tease you about it and be kind of mad about it. Like, look what you're doing to my shirt, you know, like, but not mean, but like, you know, just kind of like jokingly like complaining about it. But then there's the other category of guy like Saeed and Elliot and Eddie Munson and Crawl who would be like super sweet like oh no honey it's okay it's just a shirt it's fine you know what I mean like you know what I'm saying <laughs> so like Crawl is in that category and I'm not sure what to call <clears throat> I'm not sure what to call these types of guys because when you describe what you're talking about it kind of is gross to talk about but anyway let's move on now they're at some mud wrestling thing and girls are mud wrestling, which is totally a 90s thing. And it's, it's just like, there was a lot of sexualization of women in the 90s. Let's just clear that up because that's just going to happen in every, <laughs> in so many 90s movies. I thought of a couple more that would do that. I'm, and I'm, this is going to be controversial because he doesn't give off that exact vibe. But I feel like Cumberbatch would do it. Cumberbatch would do it. I feel like Cumberbatch definitely would do it. And Andrew Scott. And I feel like both of those are kind of controversial because they seem kind of fancy. 
But like, I, I just, yeah, there's this, this, it's just, you know, and I'm not saying they're way into that category because they're not very edgy, but like, Andrew Scott especially is a little edgy. He for sure would be like, you know, doing that. But like, even Cumberbatch, as like sophisticated as he is, I feel like he would do it. Pete Davidson for sure. <laughs> that is Pete Davidson's vibe for sure. He definitely would do it. Like he would be grossed out, but he would do it anyway. <laughs> and he'd be like, oh man, that sucks. But like, I, I feel like he would do it. And he wouldn't be like, you know, oh, you're not attractive to me anymore. He would just be like, oh, this is gross, right? Like he would make, make jokes about it being gross to you, but like, it wouldn't hurt your feelings, you know what I mean? In a way that would not hurt your feelings, you know? Anyway, I gotta move on from this. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking about who all would do what. John Mulaney would run away and cry. I'm sorry, he would not do it. I don't think. I really want to go ask this guy. Because, like, I'm trying to think of people that I know in real life that would do this. <laughs> and fit in this category. And I literally can only think of one guy that might... And I literally want to go ask him if he would. Because <laughs> I just want to know if I'm right about this. Anyway, let's get back to the movie. And stop. Stop this. Okay, mud wrestling. Over-sexualizing women for no reason. But it's the 90s. You gotta deal with... Like, if you're gonna watch a 90s movie, sometimes they're way less problematic than you remember. And sometimes they're a little more problematic than you remember. Because this didn't seem like a problematic movie to me, but there's more problematic stuff in it than I remembered. But, like, it's not, like, you know, killing the movie for me or anything like that. It's just little things here and there, but it's the 90s, so we're just going to allow that and move on. Because there's also some things in here that are, like, overshadow that because of their mess the message of the movie, the overall message of the movie, the things that happen... In some ways, it's problematic. But in some ways, it's way more progressive for the 90s. So, we're going to allow it. <laughs> oh, he gave her that picture. That is so freaking cute. Okay, so, like... <clears throat> uh, he's watching this mud wrestling. And he's, like, super excited about it. But she's kind of like, oh, let's just go. Let's get out of here. She's not happy with it. And uh, he's, like, having a good time. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, she gets up and goes over to the announcer and, like pays him money to, like, she's like, resident advisor, his name's Crawl, and so, like, the next round, they ask Crawl to get in the ring, and he's excited about it, he's like, oh, heck yeah, you know, and he's all, and, like, at one point, he says, um, he's talking about the girls in the ring, and he's like, that's the kind of girl I'm gonna marry, so he keeps saying stuff like that, you know what I mean, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, and, um, <clears throat> then, um, you know, she has paid to get him in the ring, and then, like, he is excited about it, but he turns around to face the crowd, and then the, his opponent comes up, and she's, like, big, you know, she's, like, a bigger woman, and, um, she lifts him up, and he's still kind of excited about it, because he hasn't seen her yet, but surely he had to know that she wasn't, you know, like, she was lifting him, him uh, on her shoulder, but anyway... So she throws him, and he's so happy about it, and he turns over, like, she throws him in the mud, and he turns over, and he sees her, and he starts, he's, like, scared now, so he's like, oh, crap, she's gonna beat the crap out of me, so, like, he, he's like, no, and he's, like, trying to get away, and she's, like, beating the crap out of him, and, like, 
Rebecca is now at the table again, and she's, like, cheering for her. She's like, yeah, Thumper, because this woman's in, a, like, a bunny suit, and her name is, like, Thumper. Her wrestling name, I guess, is Thumper. And she's, like, cheering her on. She's like, get him, get him, get him. And, like, he looks over at her, and she's, like, cheering about this, and he's, he just, like, laughs about it. He's like, oh, you. You know what I mean? Like, he he's not mad at her. He's just like, I can't believe you would do this to me, but you're fun, you know? And then, <clears throat> this is just kind of a montage of them, like, hanging out. And then we go back to her room, <clears throat> but I paused it here, and, like, on her, I don't know, desk thing in her dorm room, she's got a picture of her when she first started out here, like, when she was still nerdy, you know, like, just, you know, fresh off the farm, and her still, that outfit that he took earlier. But beside of her picture is his picture from his freshman year, so, like, that picture he showed her. He gave it to her to keep, and she has it, like, beside of her picture. And I'm like, that's interesting. You know, it's just kind of interesting that he gave her that picture. He carried it in his own wallet, but now it's hers. Like, he gave it to her. And that picture is, like, in the front. And then a picture of her and Travis are, like, is, like, up <clears throat> on her stand, too. But it's, like, up above there on the side. So it's, like... I don't know. And somebody glued her horse together. <laughs> so that's something else. Um, but yeah, I just noticed that she had that picture of him. He must have gave it to her and she kept it. Beside of a picture of herself. And that's kind of interesting. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> so she's getting ready to pa she's packing up, getting ready to go home for Thanksgiving. And her roommate says bye. And then she's got a phone call, though. And so she's she goes to get the phone call. And it's Travis, and she's, like, saying bye to everybody, and she can't hardly talk to him. And he's like, I have something important to talk to you about. I'm coming with your parents to pick you up at the airport. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And first, when she answers, she's like, you got her. You know, she's totally, like, in her vibe now. And, um, but it's not just that she's, like, changed her personality. It's like she's more confident, you know what I mean? So it's like she's came out of her shell more than, like, changed personalities. And, um, <clears throat> he's like, hey, Rebecca. And she's like, who's this? <laughs> she doesn't even recognize his voice. And she's like, he's like, it's Travis, your boyfriend. And she's like, oh, hey. <laughs> she does not care at all. And, um, <laughs> and she's drinking, like, a diet soda. She's all, like, in the vibe of, like, California life. And, um, but anyway, she keeps getting distracted by talking to people that are leaving. She's like, everybody's just packing up to go home and all this. It's kind of a madhouse here and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, you know, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. I got something to talk to you about. And she looks uncomfortable about that. And then Carl comes out and he's like, hey, Becca, look, Steven Tyler BJ's. And, like, he's wearing, like, a onesie that is a cheetah print onesie and a pilgrim hat. And she's like, oh, that's great, yeah. And, like, Travis is like, Rebecca, Rebecca. And she's like, oh, yeah, Travis, um, you know, whatever. And then <clears throat> they get off the phone. And he's like, I love you. And she's like, yeah, you too. Like, she's not even into saying that. And I'm like, uh, this is a doomed relationship. Like, it's completely obvious. And, um... Anyway, they get off the phone, and she goes to Carl's room, and she's like, what are you doing here? I thought you were getting, what are you doing? Like, I thought you were going to Vegas, because that's where his mom lives. And, um, he's like, no, those plans fell through, so I'm just gonna munch here alone. And she kind of like, oh, and he's like, reading the package of, like, 
a hungry man dinner or something. And apparently the guy that plays the grandpa in this was like the announcer for that in real life or something. I read that on BD trivia. But anyway, <clears throat> so he's like, I'm going to stay here alone for Thanksgiving. And he tries to get her to sing the jingle for the hungry man with him and she's not doing it. She's like, I gotta go pack. And he's like, okay, bye. And she's like, um, I'll come back before I leave and say bye. He's like, okay. And he starts singing like the hungry man's, or he's like, you know, reading the ingredients and all this and whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she comes back in though. She like turns around and thinks about it. She like stops and thinks about it for a minute and then like turns around. He goes back in there and, like, turns off his microwave. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, I have a better idea. And it's like, but he can't eat today. <laughs> like, it's not Thanksgiving Day yet. He's like, they have a, but I guess he's like, they have a pilgrim platter now of Hungry Man. I guess it's like Thanksgiving dinner, which is like, I'm not the biggest fan of Thanksgiving. I think we all know that. For obvious reasons, I'm Native American. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's, you know, not exactly, <clears throat> you know, but still, it's whatever. I tried to watch this movie for Thanksgiving, and it was not available anywhere. And apparently it's not available on YouTube anymore without paying $3. So I hope you all are happy. Well, actually, it's $4. It was $3.99 to rent this for 30 days, or since I started watching it, three days. I have three days to finish this, and then I have to, and then it's not free anymore. Well, it wasn't free to begin with. I paid for three days of this movie. <sighs> it's like a dollar a day. More than a dollar a day, because it's Three ninety nine. Uh, this y'all y'all better appreciate this. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> so she's like, I have a better idea, and her better idea is like, there's this plane. You know, we go to the airport, and there's this plane landing, and her family's all standing around with like signs. Well, Zach has a sign. They're like, hold it up so she can see it. And it says, "Go home, Rebecca." And Travis like knocks him on the head and like laughs and then he turns it over and it says welcome home Rebecca and they're all like kind of laughing and being silly and then like she gets off the plane and she's wearing okay let me describe this outfit <laughs> she's wearing purple tights black shorts a purple bra a shirt you can see through to see her purple bra and like I don't know is that like an animal print shirt but anyway she's got a cheetah print jacket and she looks good I mean she looks really good she's wearing a lot of jewelry and she looks good. <laughs> but they're all like, and they haven't seen her haircut or anything. And she looks, she looks fantastic, honestly. But they're all just staring at her like, what happened to our girl? <laughs> you know what I mean? And her parents are all like, is that her? And then like, she comes up and she's like, Connie, Walter. <laughs> and calls them by their name. And then she's like, what's up, bro? And he's like, what's up? And he's like, looking at her like, what the heck? And then he sees her tattoo. And she's like, saying hi to Travis. She's like, Travis, hi. And he's like, fine how are you because <laughs> he's like she looks hot you know what i mean like he's into it like that way you know he's not mad about it <clears throat> he he thinks she looks hot and she's her mom's like where's your friend honey and she's like oh he's he should be coming and she's they're all like he because they think her friend's gonna be a girl i guess and then like crawls there with a video camera he's not dressed that crazy like he's got on some like i don't know what kind of material you call this but like <clears throat> anyway, he's just got on some brown pants and a green shirt and, like, a cardigan and, like, a bandana, but <clears throat> he looks pretty normal in my opinion, but they're all like, oh my gosh. And he comes and says hi to Zach, and he's like, your sister told me about your chuggy cheeks, and, like, he pinches his cheek. 
And he's like, but he didn't tell me you had a younger sister, he says about her mom. And then, <clears throat> which he's out, you know, and um, he's just like buttering her up. And then <clears throat> he's like, oh, and we've met before about Walter. He's like, uh, you'll be happy to know that right after you left, I popped your daughter's trunk. And it sounds like innuendo, but it's not. And her dad's like, oh, shit. You know, like, he he's not happy about it. And then they're all in the truck. And then, but Crawl is, like, standing up in the back of the truck. And he's, like, pounding on the roof and, like, being, like, silly about it. And he starts singing, like, Green Acres, the theme song to Green Acres. But, you know, standing up in the back of the truck, that is, like, my childhood. <laughs> like, honestly, my entire childhood was standing up in the back of trucks. Well, particularly one, my grandpa's, <laughs> like, that was my childhood, was, like, that was the best thing to do. And it was, like, I'm not even saying, like, it, it was actually fun. We did that all the time, and it was actually pretty awesome. <laughs> and, and, um, it was very dangerous. I almost fell out one time. My grandpa went off the road a little bit into, like, this ditch thing near a creek, and, like, I almost fell out into the creek off the side of the road, like... <laughs> out of the side of the truck and like luckily I had like five friends with me and we were all standing in the back of the truck and like I think that's kind of wise because it was so crowded but they all like grabbed my arm and pulled me up like I would have probably died if I would have fallen out like he never drove very fast but like <clears throat> you know it would have been super bad if I would have fell out that was a traumatic memory for me but I did not fall out, but I almost did. And, but we that was the one time, one time it happened. Usually we held on pretty good. It wasn't that dangerous. <clears throat> I mean, I, it probably was, but none of us got hurt, so that's good. <laughs> anyway, so Carl's riding in the back of the truck. And they got a handlebar here, so he's got it even. He's got it made. It's safe. You know, he's got this handlebar to hold on to, so he's pretty, you know, it's pretty good. I wish we would have had a handlebar. <laughs> that would have made it a lot more convenient. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that's what that handlebar is for, but it actually, yeah, that would be good. But we were all kids, so, like, we would have been, it's probably more dangerous for adults to do it, to be totally honest, because they're more top-heavy, you know, or taller. And so, like, you know, when you're a kid, you're closer to the ground, or closer to the bed of the truck you're not gonna you know <laughs> I'm sure that's totally illegal but we got away with it so ha <laughs> we would drive around back roads and it was like our life it was so fun and it was it was very fun so you know it is what it is so like they pull in and crawl is just being <clears throat> completely wild <clears throat> he's videotaping anyone's Walter to videotape him, like, swimming in the dirt. And he's just being crawl, you know. And then, like, Rebecca goes and hugs her grandpa, and he's like, what'd they do to you, shortcake? I can't hardly recognize you. But he's not being, like, mad about it. He's just like, whatever. And then, um, <clears throat> but they're all, like, her dad's like, crotch. <laughs> he's like, crawl. And he's like, right, crawl. Uh, you're gonna be sleeping in Zach's room. And Zach is, like, waving his hands, like, no, no, no. And, like, I was like, awesome, we'll get to bond and know each other and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, can't wait. Like, he's not happy about it. And um, Carl's just acting crazy. He sees some chickens. He gets really excited. He's like, I love chickens. And he's like, are they origin Are they extra crispy or original recipe? And then he starts balking and, like, flapping his arms. He's really excited to be here. <clears throat> so he's chasing the chickens around. 
he chases them to like this gate thing. And Theo is his name. They haven't said it, but I did remember it. The farmhand Theo is like, I wouldn't go in there if I was you. Samson will get you. And he's like, chickens, come on, gobble, gobble. Which, he's just being dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he, you know, whatever. But, um, he's like, no, no, not, that's not, a, it's not, Samson's not a chicken. <laughs> so, like, <clears throat> he's like, no, not chicken. It's a bull. And then he's like, snorts. And then the bull's like, you know, mad acting. And Crawl, like, hugs him from behind. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm thanking you for saving my life. For saving me. And he's like, I'm Crawl. I'm Rebecca's friend. And he's like, Theo. And he, like, Crawl goes to shake his hand. And he, like, grabs it and, like, squeezes it really tight. And Crawl's like, ow, ow, ow. And he, like, sinks to the ground. And he's like, ease up on the steroids. The juice will make your jewels uh, drop into sun-dried tomatoes or whatever. Shrivel up into sun-dried tomatoes. <clears throat> and Theo just kind of looks at him like, uh, yeah, you suck. Like, he he's already like, uh, no. But, um, Rebecca, Travis is looking like, earlier before Crawl even left to go chase the chickens, Crawl, uh, Travis was looking at him like, disgusted, and she's like, what's wrong? And he like, grabs her hand, he's like, come here. And he takes her to the barn to talk to her. <clears throat> he steps in a pile of cow manure, and, uh, he's mad about it, and she's just like, Oh, you know, and she, like, takes the cow back to where it belongs or whatever. And she's like, what's going on? And he wants to talk to her alone. And it's, 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 it's <laughs> oh, those are just jeans. I thought they were some kind of material. But anyway, Carl sees the grandpa and he's like, it's Bartles or James. Which one are you? Kids at college love your wine coolers. I don't know the reference. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know that reference. Apparently there's, like, a logo or something of an old man. On some wine coolers? I don't have any idea. So, anyway. Zach wants to crawl to sleep in the barn. And her dad's like, no. And then, like, he gets a cot. And they're trying to set him up. And he tries to bond with her. He's, like, talking to her grandpa. And he's like, maybe someday I'll wet a wood with you. And he's, like, talking real loud. He's still a little judgmental here. But, like, in a joking manner. But it's still not, like, you know. I mean, it's not untrue, but it's not like, you know, he's a little, you know, and he is literally whittling wood. So, like, um, <clears throat> he's like, spits tobacco juice, which is gross. And, uh, crawls like sticky. <laughs> like, yeah, that's gross. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna go. And, like, he leaves. And, um, yeah. So it's, it's, they're not liking him being here, but that jacket is really awesome to be totally... Like, his whole outfit, I'm still to this day, like, this is the 90s, but, like, Rebecca's outfit is a little dated, and I probably wouldn't, you know, but it's not, it's not bad. But, like, Carl's outfit actually is actually really cool, to be totally honest. I'm into it. And his bandana is not a bandana. It's, like, a big, long scarf thing that he's got tied around his forehead, and he looks good. To be totally honest, he looks good. I'm sorry. He just does. <laughs> Zach is like um, <clears throat> wearing Rebecca's hat all the time so he comes in and he's like sorry I snapped back there Warners but like you know um, I've never been on a farm before this place is so fresh and pure and he's like so if I'm being an inconvenience let me know and Zach's like well actually and her mom like covers his mouth and is like no no you know and he's like I'm gonna go munch on some grottage cause you know and he's a weasel like he's got this character 
that's what he calls that like character thing. It's the weasel. And he acts that way, and it's it's like Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. He's got his Jay stuff, you know what I mean? Like, he's got his stuff going on. Like, he says certain phrases and does certain things, you know, as, like, that character. <clears throat> but uh, he's not as weasel in this movie as he was in Encino Man. And Encino Man, he was way that more. You know what I mean? Like, he was, like, into it more. than this um he was more like out of you know what I mean he was more Estonian and Cena man he was way more weasel than this I guess you would say um but he still is and has like these little phrases but he's 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 a little bit calmed down in this movie to be totally honest and they're all like whatever like what does that even mean (laughs) but it's pretty obvious what that means I'm getting a little Eddie Manson, Eddie Munson vibes from this guy. Like, not totally, obviously, but something about him a little bit looks like Eddie. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just a little bit. And I'm not talking about his hair. Like, I know he's got long, curly hair like Eddie, but, like, that's not the thing. They totally don't have the same, like, style, but, like, something about his face. <laughs> um. Anyway, <clears throat> so he comes up to Zach's room, and he's all like, I got you, I made a sandwich for you too, like, and he's like, I don't want it, I'm okay, and he's like, are you sure? Okay, I'll just set it over here, you know, in case you get hungry later. That was nice of him, honestly. He's like, since we're gonna be roommates, we should bond, or whatever. (gasps) Excuse me. And then Carl sees his computer, and he's like, oh, cool, this 2JCX, or whatever that means, some kind of computer, and Zach's like, don't touch that, and he's like, I just wanted to take a peep, and Carl actually does know about computers, so like, you know, whatever. But, um, Zach's like, let me go over the rules of my room. And he's like, rules? He's got his mouth full of sandwich. So Zach's gonna give him the rules. He's like, rule number one, don't touch anything. And he's like, what's the second rule? And he's like, there's only one rule. Don't touch. And he's like, anything, I got it. And he's like, you ever meet the tooth fairy? And Zach's like, no. And he's like, never? And Zach's like, no. And he's like, don't fall asleep tonight. (laughs) He's like, just, I don't know why. And then he's like, so Zach's like, starts screaming. He's like, Mom! And he's like, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Chill, I'm Becca's friend. Chill out, puppy cheeks. And like, so yeah. And then we go back to the barn, and Becca's putting the cow in the barn stall um, to talk to Travis. And he's like, what's going on, Rebecca? What's going on? <laughs> I don't like this, Travis. I just don't. And we know because he stepped in cow manure that he's the bad guy. Because bad things happen to bad guys in movies like this. You know, every, it's just, you know, he's the only one that's done this and they're all on the farm. So we know about that, that he's the bad guy. <laughs> Nature goes against bad guys in movies. What the heck is happening? <clears throat> but that's the rule, you know, in, in, in movies. Nature goes against the bad guy, always. Nature knows who's good and bad in all these movies. It just, it just happens. It happens. Animals love the good guy. You know, and by guy, I mean guy or girl. <clears throat> but if somebody gonna, you know, step in cow manure or anything like that, anything unlucky to do with nature, it's gonna happen to the bad guy. Which, like, unless it's played for comedy instead of just, like, actually bad happening to them, they're gonna totally play it different. You know what I mean? Because 
Carl's gonna have some trouble on the farm, but that's more like for comedy purposes and not like actually bad stuff happening to him by accident. You know what I mean? It's it's a different vibe to it. Oh, I forgot his name. Carl took the sandwich back from Zach. He's like, I'm taking this back. <laughs> you can't have the sandwich I made because you're being mean to me. <clears throat> so she's like, how's your mom? And he's like, what's going on here? And he's like, and she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, who is this guy? You know, and she's like, oh, Travis, I'm sorry. He's just my neighbor. He was alone for Thanksgiving. He's just a friend. And then, like, they kiss. And then she, she, she's like, He's like, I missed you, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, well, I gotta go. And he's like, wait, wait, I need to talk to you. And he's like, uh, you've been gone for three months, and I realized how much I loved you. And she's like, oh, Travis. And then he's like, he gets down on one knee, and she freaks out. She's like, oh, my gosh. And he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, isn't it obvious she doesn't want you to do this? But anyway, he's like, she's like, oh, I'm just a little dizzy. And he's like, okay, well, we got all week. It's okay. And she's like, um... Well, I gotta go. And she goes in the house and he's like, Oh, Rebecca, don't worry about your hair. It'll grow back. And she just like kind of laughs and waves him off. Then we go back in and Zach's having trouble with his computer. There's like an error to it. And this is like a super old computer. And uh, Carl comes over and he's like, uh, Let me help. Let me try something. <clears throat> and so he's like, Let me show you a shortcut. And he's like, You're going to show me a shortcut? And he's like, Yo, I'm going to show you a shortcut. And he's like, I have to cut touch your computer though. Is that all right? And he's like, be my guest. And, like, Carl fixes his computer. Then he explains to him how he did it. And he's like, how did a guy like you end up a hacker like me? And he's like, I grew up at Caesar's Palace. You know, I was alone. So I pounded away on the keyboards and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, so they've bonded. And now Zach likes him or something. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> so they're, like, bonded. And then Rebecca, like, runs in. She's like, Carl, I have to talk to you. Zach, get out. He's like, this is my room. And Carl's like, our room. And Zach's like, right, our room. Like, so he's already on board. It's cute, though, because when, like, Carl comes over to help him with the computer, like, he kind of gets in his face, gets in Zach's face, trying to be mean, but not really, because, like, then he kind of grins to himself about it. It's very Eddie Munson coded, honestly. I would not be surprised if, if, like, Joseph Quinn used some of this character to influence his behavior. Not, like, a lot, but, like, just a little edge of it, you know what I mean? Like, just just mixed in a little of this. Um, and so, I, I, for some reason, I'm just getting that vibe. But he, like, laughs about it. <clears throat> but anyway, Bre Rebecca's like, Zach, get out or show mom where your Playboy collection is. And he's like, so, I'll tell dad you have a tattoo. And she's like, so, I don't care. And, like, Carl looks at Zach and he's like, Playboy? He's like, dude, don't hold out on me. What month you got? And he's like... I'm a subscriber, and he takes his sandwich and leaves. So, like, he's accepted Crawl's sandwich, so, like, he's accepted Crawl, you know what I mean? That's, like, it's all coded for that. So, anyway, he does leave, and, like, she's like, Crawl, we have a big problem. He's like, well, that's obvious. What's going on? And she's like, Travis asked me to marry him. And he's like, what? And she's like, he's like, what? <laughs> and the, the, like, he's not cool with it, but, like, He's not, like, I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of, like, cute because you're like, I bet he likes her. And then she's like, he got down on one knee and he's like, ooh, <laughs> like, gross. <laughs> like, honestly, too. And not just that he did it, but that he did it. You know what I mean? Like, somebody like Travis getting on one knee is so gross. <laughs> like, somebody that's, like, such a jock and such a, I don't know what, whatever, you know, and he he's just, ugh, you know, and so, yeah, I, I get it. That's gross. And 
she's freaking out about this. And she's like, he's going to ask me again. So, like, she's freaking out. She's like, I just don't think I'm ready for this. I think I'm too young, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Becca, Becca. And he, like, grabs her shoulder. She's like, calm down, relax, relax, relax. And he sets her down. And he's like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. <laughs> I'm not falling for this guy, like, right now. Come on. And she's like, <clears throat> you don't understand. We've been together for so long. And he's like, well, the longer you wait, the more it's going to hurt him. You know, you need to or the, the longer way that she's like, I just don't want to hurt him. And Carl's like, well, the longer you wait, the more it's going to hurt. So, and she's like, okay, I'll tell him tonight. He's like, okay, now I have a problem. And she's like, what? And he's like, I need some rustic wear. And she's like, he's like, I'll take your style. And I'll take my style and I'll just interweave them. And he, he's like making her laugh, you know, to, to calm her down really. And, um, <clears throat> he really wants to do this, but also, you know, he also kind of wants to like, chill her out a little bit <laughs> it's it's very Eddie Monty goaded I'm just saying and uh so he's like come on grab your hat and let's cruise and so like they take off in the truck and she's like driving it so they go try to find some rustic wear which is obviously what it sounds like he wants some cowboy gear you know or farm gear whatever I'm wondering if I shouldn't make this like a two-parter I'm not even halfway through this movie <laughs> talking a lot guys but we get long po podcasts it's fine um, I did five hours for Edward Scissorhands mm. dead air is not helping is it <laughs> so like they pull into this plaza place and she takes him she's like come on buddy you know let's get you some rustic wear and she's all talking like him now which I'm like it's a little you know but it's still it's fine and so they're shopping and then there's this little girl and like she's watching them and like her mom comes and gives her and she's like come on and she's like mommy I'm mingling <laughs> so they're having an influence here and uh she shoves him in a dressing room with a bunch of clothes and then Tracy her friend Tracy comes down the stairs and she looks good it's Tiffany Amber Thiessen she's in some pink jeans and a black shirt and she's already like kind of got a style you know like she's not super rustic you know what I mean she's more uh She's kind of already got style, you know. She didn't need a makeover. She's perfect. <laughs> I love this girl, actually. And um, she's like, Rebecca, oh my gosh, hi, you look great. And she's, like, actually, like, likes Rebecca. <clears throat> and, um, you know, <laughs> some stuff happens later that I'm like, um, yeah, we're getting clues about stuff. But I don't, that doesn't make me, like, not like her. Um, anyway. So, they're, like, chatting, catching up. Tracy seems cool. So, like, she's like, you, I didn't recognize you. You look great. And I'm like, that sounds like a compliment, but is it? But, um, I mean, she's not. She's being friendly. She's like, when did you get back? And she's, like, biting her lip a lot. And Rebecca's like, this morning. And she, like, takes her cowboy hat off because she's got one on over her regular hat. <laughs> and, um... She's like, I thought, what about you? I thought you were going to New York. And she's like, I still am. I just got to save up some money first. And Rebecca's like, you still working at the bar? And she's like, yeah, she, you should come by and hang out or whatever. And she's like, I will. And like, Carl comes out of the dressing room and he's got on some chaps. And the obvious thing is going to happen. But like, he comes over and he's like, introduce me. And she's like, this is Tracy. And he's like, Tracy, hi. He's like, you ever do any acting? And like, 
I think that's probably what she's gonna try and do, something like that, you know? But, like, he's, like, then, like, Rebecca's, like, Crawl, what do you have on? And he's, like, chap chiller, chap, whatever. He calls him something weird. And she, he's, like, do you like? And she's, like, I hate it. And he's, like, oh, okay. And, like, he walks away. And, like, Tracy's, like, looking at him and flashing her eyeballs. She's, like, not bad. <laughs> and, like, Rebecca turns around and, like, his whole butt is showing, you know, because they're chaps. And she's like, oh my, Rebecca's like laughing at him. She's like, oh my gosh. And he's like laughing. And Tracy's still like, she kind of flashes her eyebrows again. Like, yeah, not bad. <laughs> like, she's totally, Tracy's already, where Rebecca is now, Tracy got there on her own, it seems like. Not not as much, but like, she's kind of like that already. You know what I mean? Like, not, she's not repressed like Rebecca was. Like, and Tracy got there on her own. You get what I'm saying? She's kind of cool. Just all on her own. And uh, I feel like Tracy doesn't fit in in this town necessarily. You know, like Rebecca did before she left. And, but she kind of does. But like she kind of, ha- like, you know, has this edge to her already on her own. And she kind of is her own person already. She wants to go to New York. You know what I mean? Like she's already kind of, you know. And she's wearing pink pants and she's already kind of loud like dresses loud and whatever she wants and all this stuff. And, um, so that's the end of that scene. And so they go to the country club tonight because apparently they're in that kind of thing. And Rebecca's wearing this like black dress and like a gold jacket type thing down in front of her. It's kind of very (laughs) nineties. It's got big, big like bell sleeves. It's like, whatever. I kind of don't like this outfit, to be totally honest, but it's whatever. I mean, she looks good, but she's just not, you know what I mean? This is not, this outfit is not my favorite. <laughs> but anyway, they go out to dinner at this country club, her and her family. And uh, Travis is there, obviously, because country club and blah, blah, blah. So, like, her dad, they all go in and sit down, and then, like, her dad comes and crawls, like, behind him, and he's got on this terrible outfit <laughs> where he's got, like, I don't even know how to describe these shoes, but they they look like the bottom of boots only with no backs. And he's got on socks and then like shorts that are like spandex and then like bibbed overalls over that. His original like green shirt, a purple bandana, and then like his jacket from earlier. He does look ridiculous. And Rebecca acts like he looks good, but he totally does not. I mean, <laughs> he looks fine, but his outfit is terrible. And, um, Zach's, like, cracking up, like, laughing at him. He's like, look at him. And then their grandpa laughs at him, and, um, then they sit down. He's like, I didn't fit in here. Or Crawl, like, turns around. He's like, I was feeling a little, like, out of place, so I got this. Do you like it? And they just kind of laugh at him. Like, Zach laughs at him. And, um, they just kind of don't say anything. And so he's, and Travis also has given him a dirty look, and everybody's looking at him weird when he comes in. But anyway... So, like, her dad sits down and she, he's like, so crap. Because <laughs> he keeps calling him crap and crotch and stuff. And Zach's like, crawl. And he's like, crawl. And he's like, what kind of name is that anyway? And crawl's like, it's a nickname. I got it. Uh, well, we'll see what he says. I know kind of what he says, but I want to be accurate. <laughs> and Travis is sitting at a different table with his family. But anyway. um, So, Crawl tells him, he's like, it's a nickname. I got it freshman year because that's how I always got home. And, like, Rebecca laughs and they're all kind of like, oh, great. You know? And then, like, then Zach's like, Rebecca, on guard. And he holds up a breadstick and she's like, Zach, grow up. But she does get one and starts, like, playing with him with it. 
And then, um, he's like, I can't wait to grow up so then I can get a tattoo like you. And everybody's like, tattoo? And then somebody's tapping on their wine glass with a fork and, like, it's Travis and he stands up. Oh, gosh, this is so terrible. <laughs> so... Travis stands up and is like, I want to say something here in front of all our family, blah, blah, blah. Me and Rebecca have been together five years. And she's like, she gives Crawl a look. And he's like, he's doing it right now. And they're like mumbling to each other. And she's like, do something. He's like, what do you want me to do? So Travis gives his little speech. <clears throat> he's like, Rebecca, will you marry me? And everybody's like clapping and happy about it. Except for her and Crawl. <laughs> she's like, doesn't know what to do. So she like stomps on Carl's foot. And he's like, ow, ow. And like he stands up. And he's like, I gotta say something first. And he's like, um, Travis, I'm sorry. But you're too late. I already asked Rebecca to marry me a couple weeks ago at school. I already asked Beck to marry me. And she said yes. <laughs> and everybody's like, Travis looks very mad. And everybody's like, oh my gosh. And um, <clears throat> he's like, sweetie, I forgot. Here's a little ringy. And he takes one of his rings off because he's got several. Eddie Munson coded. What did I say? And um, he puts it on her finger and she's like shaking. He's like, oh, look, see, she's nervous, you know. And then he, <clears throat> Travis walks out and Rebecca follows him. And then um, he goes to her parents and he's like, mom, dad, I think now will be a good time to start planning a bachelor party. He's like, gotta go. And like, he goes to follow Rebecca and Travis. And he, but like, then before Travis goes out, he's like, oh, dude, no, it's okay. She never cheated on you. And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? Like. Is he trying to say, like, we never had sex? Like, is, because, like, I feel like getting engaged to someone else is cheating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> I guess he means, like, she, we didn't sleep together. But, like, <clears throat> getting engaged is pretty cheaty. Which, of course, it's fake. You know what I mean? Like, it's all obviously fake. But, um, anyway. How can USB transfer stuff? Anyway, whatever. Go ahead and do that. Oh, <laughs> I forgot to pause. So like she runs down there and she's like, "Travis, wait!" And he's like, he stops and she, he's like, "Just a friend, alone at Thanksgiving." And she's like, "He's like, why don't you just tell me the truth?" And she's like, "There wasn't Tom." And he's like, "Oh, your timing was perfect." And then Crawl comes out there and he's like, "Travis, I think we can talk about this." And like Travis just punches him in the face. And he starts crying and he like sinks to the ground and he's like, why did you do that? <laughs> it's so cute, honestly. And um, Travis just leaves and she's like, get up. And then they're in the back of the truck and she's like, "You, why did you say that? And he's like, we well, stomped on my foot. I just said the first thing that came to me, you know. And she's like, well, you we destroyed Travis, you know that? And he's like, forget Travis, look at my nose. <laughs> So, like, then they show the front of the cab where Zach is like, <clears throat> what do you think their kids are going to look like? And they're like, Zach. And then in the back, he's like, so, what do you want to do? Do you want to tell him the truth? Carl says that to Rebecca in the back. And she's like, no, I think that would make it worse. I think we should just ride this out to the end of the week. And he's like, so you want to stay engaged? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, can I get some tongue? <laughs> And she like backhands him in the nose and he's like, ow, <laughs> like but he was joking and he's like, you know, and they're both like crying and stuff. So like, anyway, we're back at the house and her parents are very upset because they don't like this guy, you know? <laughs> so she's like, then her parents are like in the pantry, I guess. And he's like, what are we going to do about this? And she's like, well, what can we do? And he's like, well, we're her parents. We can ground her. And she's like, we can't ground her. 
And she's like, if we forbid this, then she's just going to run off with him and we'll never see her again. And he's like, and she's like, we need to handle this like adults. And he's like, right. You distract him and I'll hit him, I'll hit him over the head with a shovel. And, you know, it's just like, whatever. And then Theo comes walking up with a beer and crawls on the front porch, like sitting there looking at his hat. And he's like, Theo, you know, whatever. <laughs> We're going to see what he says. I guess it's Miller time, huh? Dude, you should be drinking light. <laughs> Look, you little son of a bitch. I can smell your city stink a mile away. Just stay there with me, all right? So basically, we're not going to be hanging out. Okay, I'm sorry. So Theo doesn't like him either, so he goes and tries to talk to Grandpa. Hey, can I whittle wood with you? No. <laughs> he wants to whittle okay. wood with Grandpa, and he's like, no. And Carl sits down anyway, and her Grandpa looks annoyed. And then she comes in. Would you please tell me what's going on? <clears throat> I'm just telling you what else happening. But her and her mom have a fight and talk about it. So, like, he's like, okay. <clears throat> so her and her mom kind of get into it. But what's really bothering me is that Rebecca gets a coffee mug out of the cabinet. And then some sort of red juice, I'm assuming it's like cranberry juice, and pours that in a coffee mug. So, yeah. But anyway, Rebecca's like, it's not a big deal. And her mom's like, it's a marriage. It's a very big deal. And her mom asks if she's pregnant. And she's like, no. And she's, and then her mom's like, marriage is a very big deal. And she's like, Connie, and she's like, you're just going to marry the first thing that you meet. And she's like, saying, and she's like, honestly, yes, he's very weird. And she's like, tells her mom that she's judgmental <clears throat> and calls her Connie. She's like, what is it with this Connie business? She's like, I am your mother. And she's like, and I'm an adult. And she like stomps her foot and her mom's just like, because, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, whatever. And then, um, the Theo and Walter come outside and Carl's sitting there and he's like, I got some great ideas for this bachelor party. And he's like, forget about that. I don't need to talk to you about what your intentions are with my daughter. Like, you're going to have to have a job. What are your plans for the future? How are you going to take care of her? And he's like, well, I'll be a farmer. And they both laugh at him because they're like, you can't be a farmer. And he says he's going to do a nine to fiver and like, they laugh at him and he's all like, yeah, I can do that. Whatever. <laughs> and so they're like, He's like, Theo, you think you can show him the ropes? And he's like, it would be my pleasure. And then, like, at 5 o'clock in the morning, Theo wakes him up and he starts screaming. And um, Theo shushes him and they go out and he's like, shows him a pile of manure. And he's like, steam, like a jacuzzi. And he's like, sure, hop in. And he pushes his, him into the manure. And he's like, he just completely, like, tries to, like, you know, <laughs> uh, make Crawl hate this job or whatever which is like I don't think he should be a farmer but it's whatever I mean he doesn't have to be <laughs> but he had said like well I'll take over the family business because I'm in the family now but this is not serious right now anyway because he, he just said that to get Travis off her back I, I love the smell of rosé it smells so good but anyway <laughs> I'm like tearing up okay so like <clears throat> Theo puts him through the ringer. He gets messed up on all kinds of stuff. The tractor, the pigs, etc., etc. He gets peed on by a cow. And then he's taking it all in stride, though. Like, he is taking it like a champ. Because he's trying to milk this cow, and he squeezes the tit, you know. And the cow pees on him, and he's just like, oops, push the wrong button. Like, he is just chill about it. And he comes in, and he... <sighs> Somebody with this temperament is amazing. I'm not kidding. Like, that is actually, like, amazing that he's just so chill about it. So he goes in to have lunch because, like, she calls for lunch. And they all get in a huge argument over lunch about everything. 
and um, every single person in the family is arguing with each other, except for Crawl, who's just sitting there. And then he's like, once they're all good and fighting, like hardcore, he stands up and he's like, please, please, everybody chill out. And then he's like, Rebecca always told me, like, what a good family she had. And I come here and find out it's true. You guys are great. And like, well, let's listen to his little speech. <laughs> then I get here and I meet you guys. And she's right. You guys are great. You're like the Waltons. The Waltons. And I come in. I wrecked your whole harmonious vibe. Look, it's obvious what the problem is. So I'm just going to go. But that's not exactly true because they all, like, he thought they all got along great. But, like, actually they argued like this before anyway. <laughs> he thinks he's the problem. But he walks away slowly and he's kind of stopping to turn a little bit every little bit because he wants them to stop him you know <clears throat> and then um he her dad is just letting him go and she's like fine i'm going to and her mom's like walter and he's like all right crawl or whatever he's like you can cut you can but also earlier his dad's like oh i bet you're ready to give up farming now and he's like no i just haven't found my groove yet so he's like not giving up so he's like no i'm I'm good, like, I'll, I'll keep trying until I can get it right. Which is a great attitude to have about life. <laughs> it's like, no, it's like, a bunch of bad stuff happened on purpose. Like, Theo sabotaged him on purpose, too. And he's still like, no, I'm gonna keep trying because... And he doesn't even really want to be a farmer. He just decided randomly that he wanted to try it. So he's gonna do his best and keep trying because that's a, such a great attitude to have about doing things in life. Like, he's not going to give up. That's actually admirable, to be totally honest. And so, Connie stands up and she's like, no, wait a minute, everybody. Come in, come, let's calm down. Come back here. She's like, Walter. And he's like, alright, uh, crotch. And they're like, crawl. And he's like, okay, crawl. He's like, you can stay. And he's like, you really want me to? And he's like, I'm pretty sure. And then he's like, I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> and so, he's like, alright then. He's like, but I gotta go. I got a lot of work to do. And he grabs some drumsticks, and then um, <clears throat> Zach is like, hold on, I'll help you. And, like, Walter looks at Zach like, are you serious? Like, he never wants to help with farm stuff, but he's helping crawl, you know? So he's kind of like, what's this, you know? And so <clears throat> um, he sings a little song about it. <laughs> um, crawl sings a little song about it, E-I-E-O. And then um, Rebecca's still mad, though, because she knows this is all kind of just, like, bullcrap. They're just, you know band-aiding it I guess and she knows that so like she's like I'm going to my room and then uh Zach shows Crawl how to milk a cow properly and um they talk about boobs and oh I love this part I love this part hold on I'll tell you in a minute <laughs> I love this <laughs> so he's like <laughs> he's not he's falling for her so he's developing like a thing here where <laughs> I love this part it's so small but it's so significant so like Zach is trying to show him how to milk a cow and he's like just put your hand there and you know it's it's not and he's like I just feel shy about it because you know it's like getting to feel a cone for the first time that's what he calls boobs and he's like it's not like a real tit and Carl's like I felt some pretty weird cones back in LA and uh I've had my hands on some pretty weird cones in LA and Zach's like you ever felt my sister's cones and he's like and Crawl gets serious, like, actually serious, and he's like, 
don't talk about your sister like that, man. <laughs> like, he gets actually serious, like, for the first, like, he looks so freaking serious, and it's so actually kind of adorable that he's like, respect her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, he's like, don't talk about your sister like that, man. Like, the way he says it, just listen, just listen. Watch out. <clears throat> I'll let you hear it. That's a pretty freaky listen. So, like, the way he says it, too, it's not just that he says it, which is respectful, but it's also the way he says it. He's actually serious. He's like, don't talk about your sister like that, man. Like, it, this guy, you know, the personality we've seen so far, and he's being like this, like, don't talk about her like that. He respects her, you know what I mean? Like, a lot. And so that's, like, that's the first sign of, like, <laughs> real love here. Like, it's it's, it's it's very cute. It's very, like, yes. You can hold my drink. <laughs> like, he... I like that. I like that a lot. So, like, Zach shows, shows him how to milk, and then he's, like, getting the hang of all these tasks on the farm, and he's, like, putting his own spin on it and being, like, better at it <laughs> than, like, you know, he's coming up with these contraptions to, like, f feed the cows and blah, blah, blah. He rides the pig that Theo sicks on him, you know. And then he um, <clears throat> sees this tractor type thing, this giant tractor thing, and he's like, what is that? So he <laughs> climbs in there and he's just, okay, <laughs> he's just doing his own thing. This is, this man is so Eddie Munson coded. I'm not kidding. Like, he's like a rainbow Eddie Munson here. <laughs> he's like more colorful and, and, and like sillier Eddie Munson. <clears throat> So he comes in and he's like, mischief. <laughs> he like literally says he's getting into mischief. Like he purposely is getting into mischief. He finds a John Denver tape and he's like, where can I stick this? So he sticks it in. But like it doesn't play. So like he has to turn it on. So now he's like <laughs> dropping this thing around. <laughs> so yeah, he's going to start driving this thing and it's going to come out. It's like under this big sheet and it's going to come out of the sheet and he's going to drive it around the farm. He has fun with this tractor, and Theo and Walter have to chase him around the cornfield. And, like, this plane flies, flies over. <clears throat> and he has, like, carved his name in cursive in this field. It says crawl. So it's like, he knew what he was doing. And he parks it and gets out, and he, he didn't wreck it or anything. And, like, he gets out, and Theo's like, he hands the keys to Theo, and he's like, Jaw's pretty good. First gear is a little tricky, and he hands it to Theo, and he's like, ha ha, I showed y'all. And then, like, he's in his, he comes out of the room, and he's got, like, a toothbrush in his mouth, and he's having a good time. I'm like, oh, I'm approving of it. <laughs> I'm approving of it. So, like, he's <clears throat> going from the bathroom, and he sees someone bent over there in a towel, and so he, like, walks up behind her and, like, squeezes her, and he's like, sweetie, and she's, like, turns around and screams, and it's uh, it's uh, Connie um, Rebecca's mom and he's like oh I'm sorry I thought you were Rebecca and um, she's like well I'm not <laughs> he's like you know he's actually sorry he's not like you know <laughs> he's like <laughs> he like looks over and he's like I don't want to be rude or anything but uh, Miss Warner you're giving me a semi she's like well thank you but <laughs> It's like, okay, well, <laughs> he's like, let me ask you a question. I suppose. Why don't you um, put a little makeup on him and look up, dude, you're a beautiful lady. And look at this, enhance your outer beauty. 
return of beauty. Before. You act like you're 60 or something. Where I come from, nugs stay active till they're senile, man. You are right, Mom. Look at you. You're like a peach on a windowsill. Look at that. Look at the package. You are nasty. Nasty? Uh, girlfriend. Girlfriend. Oh, don't be ridiculous, so he's trying to hype her up he's like you're beautiful you heard all the things he said that's what i'm saying like he's not trying to hit on her obviously that's her you know rebecca's mom but he's like <clears throat> he wants her to feel you know he wants her to embrace herself and show off you know he's like you're beautiful why not you know try to you know whatever and he's he's trying to hype her up and she pushes him out of the bathroom and he's like oh man and then he's just waiting there and she opens the door and she's like thinking about it she's like well <laughs> okay then <laughs> he's like just give me five minutes if you don't like it we'll go back to same old connie and she like opens the door and smiles at him and he's like yeah you know so he's gonna give her a makeover a dude giving her a makeover with makeup and stuff you know what i mean like he's very you know it's that's very cool you know like a dude who's like yeah i can like the fact that he can do makeup and stuff it's like that's attractive to me <laughs> you know i like that so her dad's like yelling for her mom i guess they're getting ready to go to some like uh square dance thing <laughs> or whatever in a barn somewhere <laughs> So, like, Rebecca comes, because Walter's like, come on, everybody, we're going to be late. And, like, Rebecca comes down, and he's like, oh, that's a nice outfit. And he's like, listen, I know I've been out of sorts lately, but um, I just want you to know that I'm real proud of you. That's a nice thing for her dad to say. Like, the personality we've been shown of his, where he's uptight and stuff, the fact that he's willing to, like, accept her as this new, like, person that she's grown into... Like, it's almost, it's, he's still proud of her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not like, oh, you have to change your hair back or you have to not wear clothes like this. He's kind of like accepting of her experimenting like this. And he's saying he's still proud of her. And that says a lot for him as a person, to be totally honest. And she's like, thank you. And then she calls him dad or she calls him daddy, which is like, <laughs> in our day and time, that just don't sound right. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's meant to be sweet. And, um. You know, this was before the internet ruined the word daddy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so anyway, he yells for Connie to come. And she's like, Carl and I will be there later. Just go in without us. And then Carl's like, get the bustier. And she's like, bustier, okay. And so, like, he's having her put on a bustier. And if you don't know what that is, you haven't seen the movie Selena. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was a big plot point in that. But anyway, it's 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 a thing. Um, You can look it up. <laughs> it's an outfit choice it's, it's a thing but anyway they go to this like barn where everybody's dancing singing country music heel to toe do -si do and all that stuff and um they're like line dancing and all this kind of thing it's like a party town party and like honestly like the i mean this is not that unrealistic of a hometown like a small town but it is in the way that, like, the whole town gathers for things like this. And I'm like, we we don't do this. We don't talk to each other like this in small towns. I wish we had little parties like this in barns. Maybe maybe they did. Maybe everybody does that here. And I'm just not invited to them. 
I don't know, but I don't remember. Well, I never lived in a farm town. I'm, I'm not from the Midwest, but, <clears throat> you know, whatever. Our parties were not like this. <laughs> they were at the riverbank and things like that. And they were not so wholesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real. Or, no. Okay, so, like, one place to go. It's like, let's meet at the oak tree. What was the oak tree? Was it the name of a bar? No, it was literally an oak tree. Like a tree. Just a tree. But it was one specific oak tree that everybody met up at. I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay. Anybody from where I'm around, like, that's a thing. That Well, I think, I think they got it cut down at this point. I think I heard somebody say they cut down the oak tree. And everybody's like, the oak tree? And it was like the thing for like a school I didn't even go to. But I did end up there a few times, um, hanging out with people from that school, but whatever. So anyway, they're having the shindig. Okay, so Carl's dressed pretty nice. So he comes in the shindig, and he, like, presents Connie. She comes through these, like, double doors that look like saloon doors. Uh, they are saloon doors. And she's wearing, like, pinks and purples, and she looks all fancy. I mean, not fancy, but she looks all, like, hot, you know what I mean? Like, but not what I would have picked but it's the eight nondies or whatever so it's fun and like um Rebecca sees her first and like stops and then her dad stops and sees her and he's like staring like crazy and so they're both super into it and like she's like ask her husband she's like do you like it and then this guy comes up and is like will you dance with me and like her husband's like hell no get out of here and she like laughs and she's like so you do, do you like it you don't like it do you because he like leads her to the dance floor and she's like you don't like it do you and he's like no, I think I do. And he's like smiling. He's like, I think I like it a whole lot. And so Carl's like, oh, I gave your dad a boner or whatever. Like, <laughs> not him himself, but like, he's like, look at the wood I created for him. And Rebecca's like, oh, cool. She, and she tells her mom, she's like, you're a hottie. And her mom's like, oh, thank you. You know, and she says she's all happy and everybody's all happy or whatever. And then like Travis and, or Carl and, um, Becca are like walking together and somebody taps him on the shoulder. He turns around and it's Travis and he like lays down on the ground and he's like, I'll get out of here. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I'm not going to hit you again. I just came to apologize. And Carl like says he don't believe him. He's like, no, I'm serious. He's like, I want to um, do something for you. And he's like, well, what did you have in mind? And so Travis is like, I want to throw you a bachelor party. So he's been wanting this bachelor party pretty bad. So like, he's like, oh, really? That's awesome. And like, Travis seems like he's handling this very maturely and, you know, very nice. But, you know. And then Becca's like, oh, thanks, Travis. That's really nice of you. And he's like, well, I care a lot about you and I just want you to be happy. And he walks away and um, Carl's like, says about Travis, he's like, what a splendid person. And so Travis is like, I'll pick you up tomorrow and we'll go party or whatever. And so it's whatever. But, and they're all like, oh, yeah, good. I'm glad he's handling this well or whatever. And, uh, so, anyway, so they start doing, like, a lawn dance for the part, like, some guys, like, doing the lawn dance thing. Ugh. I don't like lawn dancing, and not because I'm against, like, country life. I don't like how lawn dancing got started. And if you look up the history of what lawn dancing got started as, it's not good. It's not pretty. It is racism. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm just seriously not kidding. It's very bad. The, the history of lawn dancing is very bad. Um, but, you know, now it's just part of country life, I guess. But, like, it's whatever. Um, 
So they're doing that. And then Travis goes over to Theo and Theo's like, boy, what are you thinking? Talking to him and being friendly with him. And he's like, I got something in mind I need you to help me with. And Tracy's there and she's all like, you coming over tonight? And Travis is like, I don't know. I got plans or whatever. Like, so they, but it's like casual. It's like something that's been going on. So he's not been faithful to Becca. And I'm calling her Becca because that's what she prefers. So like, just saying. <laughs> um, but Travis has been screwing around with Tracy behind her back forever. Like, honestly, it's just implied and I just think it's a thing. And it's like, yeah, you can say, like, it's bad of Tracy to, like, you know, do this to her friend. But she kind of, I feel like it's more of, like, I don't know. It does, it's, it's just implied. It's not directly stated, but it's whatever. So, like, Carl sees, because, like, Travis goes up to Tracy and he's like, I need a favor. And she's like, here? And he's like, no, no, uh, um, you know, something else. And he's like, um, so it implies that they've been hooking up for a while. Because him and Rebecca just, like, broke up last night. You know what I mean? And so, like, she's like, are you coming over tonight? And he's like, yeah, sure. And she's like, I'll wait up for you. And she, like, you know, looks like they're getting together. And Carl sees this. And he's like, oh. He, like, makes an all face at Travis and, like, waves at him. Like, oh, good for you, man. You get to get with her. You know, like, he's happy that Travis has found somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, he's actually happy for him, too. And, like... Then he turns back and, like, starts watching people line dance. He's having a good time. He's like, oh, good for Travis. You know, he never wanted to hurt him. You know what I mean? Like, he's not like that. You know what I mean? Like, he's not jealous of him or competitive. He's just like, oh, good for you. <laughs> he's just a nice guy. You know what I mean? So Theo walks over to Travis and is like, we're not exactly sure what's going on now. But, like, Becca's super happy about her parents getting along. And then, like, He's like, Theo's like, you're getting mighty friendly with City over there, aren't you? And Travis is like, so? I'm throwing him a bachelor party. And Theo's like, what? And so we're kind of thinking, like, at this point, that Travis might be cool, you know? But, like, you know, that's not the case. <laughs> um, So they all kind of just have fun here. I don't think there's anything for me to talk about during this scene where they all do the... Uh, Crawl gets up there and takes the microphone from the line dancing guy, who's, like, calling out instructions. And he starts giving his own instructions, and people are having fun with it. And they kind of get into it a little bit, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Crawl <laughs> uh, does like a stage dive, and they catch him, and then the other guy tries it, and they all drop him. But he's okay. He's an old man, but he's all right. <laughs> but everybody has fun here, and blah, 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 and they go home. So I don't think there's anything else for me to talk about with this scene. <clears throat> so, like, they go home, and, like, Connie and Walter are, like, giggling and, like, flirting with each other. And her grandpa's on the porch. And they're like, you missed a party. And he's like, what was it, a costume party or Halloween party? And Because she's all dressed up. They both call him dad, but I'm assuming that it's her. I'm assuming that he's Walter's dad. But anyway. um, They're wanting to get upstairs to bed, like, really fast. Because <laughs> they're all into each other. It's sweet. And, um. <clears throat> he's like, Junior, I need to have a talk with you. And I don't know what the heck that's about. But he's like, I'm going to have to take a rain check on that. And then he's like, oh. <laughs> and then, like, um, Becca and Crawl come home. And she's like, thank you so much. She's like, I've never seen my parents like that. Thank you so much for making this week great. And blah, blah, blah. She's like, if it weren't for you, I'd be engaged right now. And he's like, you are engaged right now. And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's kind of like, they almost kiss. And then <clears throat> her grandpa's like, don't mind me. No one else does. And they're like, oh, we can't kiss. And he's like, thanks, Pappy. <laughs> As he interrupted her kissing him. And um, 
then he goes and sits down with him and um he's like can i please whittle wood with you and he's like grab you some a log or whatever and he does he grabs like the biggest log in the world and like sits it on his lap and pappy looks at him like what the heck and he's <laughs> yeah so it's like a huge thing but whatever and then Walter's pushing him and Connie's beds together. Apparently they sleep in separate beds, which is kind of weird. But um, <clears throat> he pushes their beds together and they're all like, oh, yay, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> you know, whatever. Okay, but this is, like, kind of cute. So, like, Rebecca's trying to get the details the next morning. Like, Mom, what happened last night with you and Dad? Sound like you were getting busy. And she's like, Rebecca. And she's like, come on, you know. And so they're giggling about that. I mean, it's kind of cute. <clears throat> He's like opening up their family to like sharing love even if it's like kind of dirty you know it's also love you know <laughs> and um because that's what sex is it's about love and not that they're all doing it but like you know their parents are, you know Rebecca's parents doing it they're allowed they're married so like you know it's fine <clears throat> and then he comes in and he's like thanks for leaving me like it's a little bit gross but he says some stuff to Rebecca that's kind of gross and she's like He's like, it's okay, though. He's like, thanks for leaving me last night with, you know. And he's like, but Zach hooked me up with some Playboys. And she's like, oh, good. <laughs> like, she's like, whatever. But then she goes and starts playing Game Boy with Zach. And then, like, Walter comes in. He's going on a fishing trip. And then, like, Carl wants to go with him. And Connie's like, let him go. And he's like, okay. Then he finally relents. And then, like, but they all seem very happy. And, like, they're getting along pretty well. And then he's like, Zach, I put your gear in the truck. And Zach's like... I don't feel like it. And, like, Crawl makes a note of this, like, facially. <laughs> you know, he makes a face about it. Like, oh, that's sad. And then Walter looks sad. He's like, all right, then. And so, like, the grandpa, Walter, and Crawl go fishing. And, um... <clears throat> and and so... But, like, Rebecca and Zach are, like, seriously getting along, playing Game Boy together. Mom's happy. She's getting along with Crawl. They're like... He's like, girlfriend! And she's like, nasty! You know, they're all, like, getting along. And then, like, he's you know, getting along with Walter, too, and so it's, like, they're all kind of getting along so much better, not just from the point of Tom, and this is what I said was the epiphany, like, they're not just getting along better than they did, before, like, Crawl coming there, and them arguing about Crawl, and now getting along better, and, like, accepting him more, that's not all that's happening, because they're getting along better now than they did before Rebecca even went to college, you know what I'm saying, like, they argued all the time, like, at the graduation and then, like, taking her to college. He wasn't even involved in them, you know, not getting along all the time. They fought all the time, you know, before she even started college. You know what I'm saying? Like, they could not get along at all. Now they're all, like, getting along great. And it's because of his influence. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of the key point here. He's, like, bringing them all out of their repression, and their pre the, the repression was coming out in anger instead of love. And now they're more open with each other about things, then they're not repressed, and they're not angry on some, you know what I'm saying? So that's actually, you know, a good influence, to be totally honest. I mean, they don't have to be all nasty and sexual. Like, that's not the point. It's about being open about their feelings, and that's what he's actually bringing to the table. So he's actually making their family better, you know, as a family. And he cares, like, he actually cares about the emotional side of this. Like, he didn't just help Connie get pretty. He's, like, actually wanting her to open up and be, you know, open with her husband and them to, like, get along and where they haven't been 
he has taken note of the fact that they're both repressed and like not really open with each other. And like <clears throat> that's the actual goal here is to get them to open up to each other. You know? <laughs> and so like and then Zach, he's having a little problem with Zach because like Walter and Zach are not opening up to each other. And so we're gonna see what he says at the fishing trip. <clears throat> so like they're going fishing and the like, he's trying to teach Carl how to fish, and Carl accidentally throws the fishing pole into the water, but he's like, that's okay. So he's, like, cooler with him than he was before. And then him and his dad, like, Poppy, Poppy, <laughs> Pappy, and Walter get into it about the sidearm thing. He's like, you never let, you get some kind of pleasure out of not listening to me, and blah, blah, blah. And Carl's, like, concerned about this fish. He's, like, looking at it like he feels sorry for it, because Poppy got a fish. And, like, you know, he crawls in charge of putting it in the bucket, like, for them now. So that's, like, their thing. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. We only got, like, 25 minutes left. I think I can do this in one podcast, guys. But anyway, um, I gotta do something real quick. But, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Their fishing trip and crawls, like, letting, he lets the fish go behind their back because he can't stand to kill a fish, which is, like, also a good song. Um of him you know being a good person and then he kind of mentioned something about Zach to Walter but we're gonna get to that we might get this done in one podcast and today we only got 25 minutes left or less so Carl's like I kind of feel sorry for you Mr. Warner the way your dad always gets down on you all the time and he's like oh he's been like that since as far as I can remember the son of a bee and he's like kind of like the way you always get down on Zach and he's like, I'm sorry. And then, like, Walter looks at him weird. And then he's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, um. He's like, are you talking about those video games he likes to play? And he's like, on that computer. And Carl's like, they're not just games to him. That's what he's into. And he's like, he's not asking you to do it, is he? And then Walter's like, well, uh, who asked you? You know? And so he's kind of like, whatever. And then across the pond, or whatever they're fishing in, uh, Pappy uh, has a spell, and he, like, holds his chest and falls over. So they run over there, and he, Walter's like, Dad, you know, and they, like, run over there. And um, he, he's like, there's something wrong with him. Let me turn this other light on him. My house is getting dark. I've got some blockout curtains. I got some gray blockout curtains for my living room, and now my house is darker. I don't really have a living room. I have a whole living space. I live in a tiny house, so it's all the same. <laughs> I have one room. No, I actually have three rooms, a bathroom, a closet, which is the size of the bathroom. So it's like a big closet. And then the rest of the the, the other room, which is like everything. Kitchen, living room, bedroom, <laughs> all in one. It's pretty nice, though. Um, It's pretty sweet. Anyway, because <laughs> my, like, my whole entire kitchen like furniture is pink. Like, I have a pink mini fridge. It's, like, pink and Tiffany blue. Everything's pink and Tiffany blue in the kitchen area. I have a little table which doubles as, like, my office chair, like, desk. I do have a little office under my stairs. I have stairs up to a loft. Like a staircase. And under the staircase is a little office area, but I never use it because it's dark in there and it's cramped. So, I like to spread out and roll around in my chair. So I, like, use my kitchen table as, like, that. And, like, my kitchen table is, like, oblong, but it's kind of roundish, rectangly roundish. My chairs for that are, like, brown 
They have these tan suede seats, and like in the backs of the chairs, they're like carved out coffee cups. It's really cute. But I always sit in my rolly like office chair and um like do my work. And I also have like a pen holder on my table, so it's like whatever. Then my bed is like this couch bed, both. It's couch and bed both. <clears throat> it's pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and I have like all this other stuff. I wish I could show you guys. My house is super cute. But anyway, it all like blends in together. It doesn't. It looks pretty good to be totally honest. But anyway, so <laughs> back to the movie. Um, this man is having some medical problems, and they rush over to go try and find out what's going on. Walter asks where his pills are. And he tells him in this jacket and the truck and then like he runs to get those and Crawl's like assess situation and he's like man's dying and he's like Crawl goes to like give him mouth to mouth and he screams and wakes up and like gets up you know and he's like that pretty much saved him so it's like yeah that's they're finally going up to that room <laughs> um so they come back home and like Rebecca and her mom are guarding and they see that they're having some like they're helping like Pappy out of the truck. <clears throat> and then uh, Walter's like, Crawl, I want you to know that I thank you for what you did for my dad back there. He's like, oh, it's no problem. And Rebecca's like, and then they walk away and Rebecca's like, what'd you do out there? And he's like, we need to talk. And she's like, what happened? What happened? And then they're going up to this room that I'm like obsessed with. So they're climbing up outstairs, outside stairs. So I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> you know? I guess this is like a playhouse because there's like a dollhouse in here. Horses, toys, whatever. But there's no like bed. So I guess this is just like a little playhouse thing. But anyway, Crawl takes her up here and he's like, Rebecca, I don't want to lie to him anymore. And she's like, oh, you're not going to do this to me now. She's like, we'll go back to school and then I'll just call and tell him we broke up. And he doesn't like that. He doesn't. He's like, your family's great people. You need to tell them the truth. And he's like, you either tell him or I'll tell him. And he's like, are you going to tell him? And she's like, yes. And he's like, I like them a lot, which is why I hate lying to him. And then he's like watching the <clears throat> um, little shed thing that she's in, whatever you call this thing that I love. And he's and she's like in there and looking out the window. And he's like standing there on the fence real sad. And then Theo comes up. He's like, hey, city. <clears throat> and Carl's like, hey, Theo. And he's like. Time to take, pick out a turkey for Thanksgiving. <clears throat> so he's making him do that. He gives him like a meat cleaver Come thing. Come over and get dinner, boy. Chop it set up. Yeah, <sighs> and he goes and like puts him in the cage with a turkey and wants him to kill it. And Crawl like screams and like howls very loudly and that basically makes the turkey pass out or die. Or he thinks it's dead. How did they get that turkey to do that? Turkey had a heart attack. And her grandpa's like, maybe he should give the turkey a little kiss and him and Walter laugh about it. And, like, Rebecca's, like, smiling about that, too. Because, like, now they have inside jokes about him. And he's, like, fitting in here. <sighs> it's sad stuff. So, like, he pulls a feather out of the turkey and it comes back to life. But it's really just waking it up because it just passed out. And, like, it's flying around and he crawls like, it's a miracle! And then they're, like, chasing it around. But then Travis pulls up in his Bronco and crawls like, there's my ride, gotta go, bye! And he's, like, happy to be not dealing with this anymore. And, uh, so he's, then we go to a shot of him, like, drinking a whole, like, cup of beer. 
at his bachelor party and he's like hanging out with Travis and he's like, you should invest in a beer bong and blah, blah, blah. So he's like drinking and partying and we're going to see what Theo and Travis have planned. Okay, so I don't know what kind of pills these are, but Theo dumps like 10 pills. What the heck? Are we recording? Uh, what are, what are we doing? Okay, so like Theo dumps like 10 pills in this beer. And I don't know what kind of pills they are, but that's super dangerous. And then like Travis is distracting Crawl, but Theo's back behind the bar filling beer with like pills. And then they get him to drink it all. So they're drugging him. <laughs> they're drugging him. That is completely terrible and illegal. So yeah, no. Bad, bad, bad. So he chugs all that pill ladle beer. And then he's like, I'm going to go Hello. sing. Hi, how you doing? And he starts singing, Come, thank God I'm a country boy. You guys ready for some real entertainment? Ah! So Tracy unplugs the karaoke thing and Carl's like, I was singing there. <laughs> And she's like, you boys ready for some entertainment? So she's got a cowboy hat on and a dress. And she does some dancing that's pretty fantastic, to be totally honest. She looks amazing. And then Theo hands Travis another cup of beer and gives him a look. So we know this one is also drugged. And, like, Tracy starts a song on the jukebox and she starts stripping and dancing. And it's pretty fantastic. Tiffany Amperthesen does, like, an amazing job here. She looks so pretty. She's she's good. I like it. <laughs> like, she looks great. She's doing a good job. I like it. I totally approve of this. And, um, but with each passing moment, she's, like, flirting with different guys in the crowd, and they're all cheering for her. But, like, with, with each passing moment, we're getting shots of Crawl, and he's looking more and more out of it, because he just drank, like, a bunch of pills. So, <laughs> unknowingly drank a bunch of pills, so he's kind of, like, pass out here in, like, a second. <laughs> So, like, Tracy's, like, gets up on crawl, and then, like, he just, like, passes out, and she's like, I was just getting started, and then, like, she just sits down on the stage, like, oh, well, you know, and, um, so Travis brings her the beer that we know has been drugged and makes her drink that, and they're all cheering for her to drink it, and she, she's like, okay, whatever, and, um, then we see Theo coming into the house and he's like, happy turkey day. Where's Is there coffee made? And they're like, yeah, you know, help yourself. It's Thanksgiving or whatever. And they're preparing the turkey and everybody's getting ready for Thanksgiving. Theo's like, where's the farmer? <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's... <laughs> so Walter's like, I'm, I imagine he's upstairs sleeping it off. Right, Zach? And Zach's like, he didn't come to my room last night. And she's like, Rebecca's like, oh. He didn't come home last night? And she's, like, worried. And Theo's, like, might check in the bar. And I heard a lot of huffing and puffing coming out of there last night. And Rebecca's, like, oh, poor Crawl. I better go check on him. And she's, like, oh, poor Crawl. And, like, her Walter is, like, well, that's how he got his nickname. And he, like, kind of laughs. So, like, he's totally embraced this dude. You know what I mean? And Theo's got this poop-eating grin. <laughs> sometimes I cuss. Sometimes I don't. But, uh. He's got this grin that's like, you know, he did something bad. And she, Rebecca's going to go check on him. And uh, she's taking some milk or something. Like, why would you take that? Nope, this is totally a different room. So <laughs> Rebecca goes out there with a cup of milk. And then she, like, sees McCrawl and Tracy laying in the barn together. And he's in his underwear. And she's, like, under a cover. 
she like pours the milk out and then she tosses it and she's like oops and Carl wakes up and so does Tracy so like they kind of wake up and he's like Rebecca wait it's not what you think because she like runs away and um him and Tracy both look confused and hungover you know and he's like it's not what you think and then he's like I think and he looks at Tracy and he's like do you think and she just kind of makes a face and she's still like confused and um so Rebecca runs away Carl follows her and he's like comes in the kitchen and he's still got his pants out and he's like she's like the wedding is off and he's like Rebecca wait and he like chases her to her room in the house because she's got her own bedroom in the house and it's not the room out there and I'm like so disappointed that that's not her bedroom because <laughs> this is her room in the house and like that out there is just like a playhouse or something I guess <sighs> so yeah totally different room I don't I don't understand okay <laughs> She throws away her pom-poms, which I'm like, what's that about? And she's like, he comes in, he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, so what? It's no big deal. It's all a big joke anyway, right? And he's like, no, not for me. I'm into you. So, like, they didn't have a big, like, moment where they just, like, confess their real feelings for each other, which I'm kind of like, is this a disappointment? I'm not sure. (laughs) Like, shouldn't they have had a moment where they, like, actually discover that they are, like, in love with each other? But whatever. I'll forgive it because they foregone that um, typical moment in a rom-com to change it to a story about Tracy. <laughs> I'm like, this story's all about Tracy. and um, But he's like, she's like, until you meet Tracy, are you into her too? And he's like, no. And he explains to her, I'm at the bachelor party and then like I'm drinking and then I just pass out and I wake up in the bar and I don't remember anything. He doesn't remember anything. So she's like, you're such a hypocrite. You tell, you come here telling everybody to be honest with each other. And the least you could do is be honest with me. And he's like, I'm being honest with you. And he seems very sad about it. But he is being honest with her. And she's like, that you were doing karaoke and then you woke up at the bar with Tracy. You must think I'm stupid. And she's like, I must be stupid. I shouldn't have ever brought you here. And he's like, why did you bring me here? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he's going to call her out. And he's like, why did you bring me here? And she's like, because you were alone on Thanksgiving and you needed somebody to be with or whatever. And he's like, no, you knew Travis was going to propose, didn't you? And he's like, you brought me here to shield you from Travis because you couldn't even face up to it on your own. He's like, have you told anybody the truth? And she doesn't say anything because she hasn't. And um, he's like, talk about hypocrites. I don't even want to be your friend. And she's like, fine, here's your ring back. He's like, looks better on my finger anyway. And she can't help but kind of laugh a little bit, you know. Um, And he, like, leaves. And then we see Tracy coming out of the barn. And she goes to her Trans Am. And, like, her seat is, like, way pushed back. Like, way pushed back. And she's confused about that. She's like, what in the world? You know, and oh my gosh. This moment is so, like, it's kind of dark for this movie. It's supposed to be comedy. But this is pretty dark. Because this girl got drugged and woke up with a god that she don't even remember. You know what I mean? Like, doing anything. It's so messed up that, that they did this to, especially this poor innocent girl. She didn't even do anything to these people. They're just using her. And I'm like, what the heck? I want you to hear what terrible things Travis says to her. Because Travis pulls in and it's like so convenient. Why is he just randomly coming here on Thanksgiving Day? You know what I mean? Like, he's not invited. He just comes here. He's still in a stupid Letterman jacket. Like, you graduated. Why are you wearing a Letterman, ja- Letterman jacket? I don't know. He's what happened a- last night? You tell me. You hear that? She's like... Well, I woke up in the barn, but I 
I can't remember anything. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Listen to this. You and Crawl were all over each other when you left the bar last night. She looks devastated. What's only gonna dance for? After what we had together. After what we had. I thought I knew you. <sighs> he's acting like she's terrible. And he's like, after what we had together. Says you are so low. He's blaming her. Like the least you can do is be. <sighs> Why are you making her feel bad? What is the point of this? What is the point of this? I guess he's like trying to break up with her, quote unquote. Oh gosh. Why she's crying and she's like, I was only gonna dance for him. You know, she's really upset because Rebecca's her friend. You know, she didn't want to be doing this, and also like she likes Travis, and Travis is like, oh, I thought we had something special. You guys were all over each other. You're so low. And it's like, <laughs> you, oh, the audacity of this man right now. Like, why even, you're palling on. She already feels like crap. And you're just doing that so you can get, oh my gosh. I, oh gosh, I hate this man so much. I hate him. I hate him. And he's just showing up here for Thanksgiving with no reason whatsoever for it. He know he knew he knew what was gonna happen because he set it all up. I am he drugged them. He drugged them, and then he's telling her that she's low. Oh my gosh, I just can't set the whole man on fire. Set the whole man on fire. Okay, <laughs> like what are you doing? Still wearing your Letterman jacket after you graduated, Travis? That is such a pathetic thing to do. So yeah, she's upset. Rebecca's upset, and now it's like, oh. She walks outside, and Travis is on the porch. She's like, Beck, what happened? And she's like, everything. And he's like, wait. And it's like, isn't she going to say, like, what the heck are you even doing here at my house randomly for things? Like, don't you have a family of your own to get to, Travis? Like, what are you doing on her porch just sitting there on Thanksgiving like a freaking stalker? So <laughs> Carl is packing up a trash bag with his stuff in Zach's room and Zach comes in there and he's like, Zach's sad about it. So Zach tells him like, oh, you're not gonna be a wedding, there's not gonna be a wedding? He's like, I guess and he's like, certainly not and like, oh that's a garage. Anyway, <laughs> so Zach's like, I was kind of looking forward to having you as a brother-in-law and he's like, yeah, well and they kind of have a little talk and little gestures to each other and he and Carl gives him his cowboy hat and he's like you can have my hat but only if I can squeeze your squishy cheeks and he like squeezes his cheeks and stuff and um Zach looks sad that he's leaving <laughs> it's like oh and they bonded he's like see you later bud oh, gosh I hate that I hate that <laughs> but it's okay it's gonna work out but anyway so Rebecca's in her like swing under a tree talking to Travis and he's like these things happen blah 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 and he listen to what this jerk says I'm just so confused listen it's natural you go away from home the first time you you try new things yeah I just I mean you know I thought I knew him look those LA people are slick I mean they are not like us they're they're on a different wavelength I tried to tell you and she's like crying and he's like, those LA people are slick. They're not like us. <sighs> oh, you mean they don't drug people? Is that what you mean? Anyway, <laughs> Tracy's in her car crying her ass out. <clears throat> and she feels something and finds the pills in her car. And she gets mad about it and she should be. And I'm glad she does something about it instead of just being, oh, I love it. 
Carl is like hitchhiking back to Hollywood and Tracy pulls up and she's like she says I think we spent enough time together don't you look we need to talk now <laughs> I think there's something you should know about yeah I just wish I can remember if I was good or not well so she takes him back they're they're going back there and then they're all and oh Zach is showing his dad I'm just now noticing Zach is showing Walter how to play a Game Boy now look at that anyway so they're trying to have Thanksgiving dinner Travis is there with them having Thanksgiving he just weaseled his way in here so crazy really great having everybody together for the holidays Travis is giving a stupid toast oh my gosh the sweetest girl I know. <clears throat> I know we've been through a lot the last couple of days, but I still love you as much as ever. And I think you still love me. So she never one. did. Will you marry me? Oh, no. Don't even think about it, Becca. Oh, man. Listen, you guys, I'm sorry for interrupting your meal, but there's something that everybody needs to know before I go. Can't you take a hint, you idiot? Look, Mr. Warner, if you don't mind, I'd like to take this guy out of here. Walter, you gotta hear this. Well, uh, uh, oh, oh, okay, Crawl, you go ahead. Go ahead, Tracy. Look, Rebecca, I woke up in the barn with Crawl this morning, and I thought I did something really stupid. How can you come in here and insult this family after what you did? Look, I don't remember what I did, and I think I know why. Shields of pills. I found these in my car. Now, you said you saw me drive off with Carl last night. But when I got in my car this morning, the seat was so far back, I couldn't even reach the pedals. Somebody awfully big must have been driving, ha-ha. Theo, you know anything about this? <laughs> you don't pass those mashed potatoes there, huh? No, 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 just to hell with those mashed potatoes. Now, you better speak up. Your job depends on it. Travis shakes his head at him. out there and put them in the barn. I think everybody's going to get so upset about it. So I didn't bone her. So he didn't bone me. So you guys didn't bone. Oh, now wait a minute. You no. can't really believe you. Wait a minute. That's pop off. <laughs> I got to tell you, Travis, it really tweaks my melancia. Buff bro like crawl here gets wheezed on by a greasy scumbag like you. So you just chill. <laughs> no. Travis, you just get out. Hey, you can't talk to me like no, that. No, but I can't. Good! Oh! 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 I'll make you do karate for two semesters. <laughs> I gotta say something here. Theo? Yeah. I appreciate your honesty, but you're fired. Rough boy, Junior. Now just take your ass on out of here and take him with you. You take him. <laughs> I don't work here anymore. He's going to need a lot of food stamps. I'll do it. Ugh, you are so low. <laughs> oh, poor Tracy. Tracy. Oh, I love this. Would you like to join us for dinner? Are you sure? Oh, definitely. Huh. 
Hey. <laughs> so they invite you. Tracy, we'll be real proud to have you join us for Thanksgiving. Isn't that sweet? Now, how about having my future uh -huh. uh, uh, son-in-law garb up this bird for us? Oh, uh, wait. There's, a, <laughs> there's something that I, I need to tell you guys. See? Carl and I were never actually really... Uh, sure about the wedding date. So we're going to put things on hold for just a little bit and we'll see how things develop. I can respect that. Oh, yeah, that's a hell of an idea. Hell of an idea. <laughs> no use rushing into these things. All right, all right, all right. Enough of that. Yeah. Now, let's chow down here and munch on some grinding. <laughs> Shut up. We got the point. <laughs> so I love how they invited Tracy. Like, I just let it play out because... It would just be me saying all the stuff that happened, you know what I mean? So, like, this is commentary, so I'm allowed to use it. Um, <laughs> it's fair use, because I'm commenting on it. So, I love how this movie brings Tracy, like, redemption. Even though, like, the whole movie, she's never seen as, like, the villain, even though she's kind of, like, the... They don't pit her and Rebecca against each other. Like, it's... She's not the villain here. And they bring to light some issues, you know, like... How, like... You know, they invited her to Thanksgiving dinner, you know, even though, you know, most things will be like, oh, well, would make her the villain in the situation, like this girl that likes Travis. And then, like, you know, most movies will write in a villain female character that's going to, like, sleep with this girl's man and blah, blah, blah. But she's, like, the victim here. Like, severely, like, severely a victim of, of, of Travis and Theo. And so it's like, you know, I'm glad that they, like, they're like, Tracy, you need to stay and, like, have Thanksgiving with us because you didn't do anything wrong. Like, you're, and, like, instead of feeling low, like, I love how they turned it around for her and she's, like, invited to dinner and stuff. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just love that. <clears throat> so, like, they're taking a picture and Carl's like, everybody say cheese. And they all say cheese and they take a good picture. See, their graduation picture was not, like, good because they couldn't get along. And now they're all getting along great. Because of Crawl, like, he brought them all together and had them be open and honest with each other. And, and he, like, repaired the family. And so I guess him and Rebecca are going to stay together as a couple. But I just love how they handled the whole Tracy situation. Where it's like, she's not the villain. And I love how Travis, like, was supposedly this great guy or whatever. Instead of making him this great guy, he's like this typical high school boy that's, like, supposed to... He looks like a Prince Charming type... And he's, like, the villain. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that this subverts some, like, tropes there. And, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just like the subversion of tropes in this. Where it's, like, okay. And, and plus Travis being, like, L.A. people are not like us. I told you. And it's, like, no. They, they're not like you because, you know, Crawl's not like you at all, Travis. Because I don't think he would drug somebody. You know? <laughs> and so, anyway. <clears throat> That was the movie. That was the movie. And, um, yeah. I think it's really just a fun movie. Um, there's not much romance between Crawl. I mean, there's, like, good chemistry between Crawl and Rebecca, but, like, it's not really... It's kind of like once they actually... It's like once they pretend to be engaged, they are engaged. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> it, it doesn't really do much with the whole, like, we're not really together, but we are. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, they're pretty much acting like they're <clears throat> um, together once they start faking being together. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't really, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't play up with that whole, like, will they, won't they thing. It's kind of just like, oh, yeah, they're together now. <laughs> like, for real. And they're acting like they're together. You know? I don't know. But anyway. Um, <clears throat> I think they could have played that up more. I mean, I'm not complaining because I like this movie. And, like, I don't have any complaints about it as a movie that I enjoy watching. But, like... <clears throat> I do think, like, well, I mean, they don't do that thing, is what I'm saying. But I don't I don't necessarily know if they need to, because it was about, like, I, I'm not sure if... <laughs> it's like, if she had been dating him and brought him home, they would have had all the plot points already. Because the movie wanted to be about him, like, getting to be, like... Uh, a farmer, you know what I mean? And they added this other element of her and Travis and blah, blah, blah. Like, they complicated it, which is fine, but it's like, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just saying, like, they didn't have a bunch of, like, it was never that ambiguous. He's just randomly like, oh, no, it's not a joke to me. I'm, I'm into you, you know? It's so casually said that it's like, okay, <laughs> well, then, and, and sh she obviously likes him, too, so it's like, it's it's not much of a like pull and push and pull thing with them too, because it's just like automatically as soon as they're faking being engaged, they act like they're engaged. You know what I mean? So it's like I don't know. It just doesn't have that element to it. <clears throat> it doesn't have it. I'm not saying it should have it. I'm just saying it doesn't have it. You know? It's got so much going on, but like they didn't really have her uh, be like. Because, like, when she found him with Tracy, she was like, well, it's all a big joke anyway, so it doesn't matter. You can't cheat on me because we're not really together. But she was obviously mad. And she obviously was acting like he cheated. And he was obviously acting like, you know, oh, yeah, we cheated. Or whatever. Like, or no, I didn't cheat on you. But, like, he he couldn't have cheated on her because it was all fake engagement to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So she couldn't, she shouldn't have been mad at him to begin with. But she was. So it's like, obviously you like him. So, but that wasn't even really in question. You know what I mean? Like, nobody watching it really questioned that. Not that you would anyway, but I'm just saying they didn't build that part up very much. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's, like, I guess a complaint, but not really. I mean, it doesn't really ruin the movie. But um, it's a fun movie, and I like watching it. And I like the whole way they handle Tracy. And I hate Travis <laughs> being like, oh, I could, that, oh. You know what I mean? Like, set that whole man on fire. Like, seriously. He sucks. And Crawl, like, beat the crap out of him, and I'm glad. And, um, yeah. That was my Valentine's Day podcast. Um, and I don't know if I have anything else to talk to you about. Um, I do like that I came up with a new, like, standard for boys. And, uh, it's very rare. I mean, very few people pass that test of, like, would he do that with his shirt? You know what I mean? You know what I was talking about earlier. And it's, there's very few guys that pass that test. And the, only the very special ones do pass that test. <laughs> and so that's like kind of the thing. But anyway. <clears throat> um, so I can't believe I got done with this today. And uh, yeah. 
now I don't have to worry about it running out of time before I can't watch it anymore because I rented it. Okay. <clears throat> That's a fun movie. I highly recommend it. I love 90s movies. Next podcast should be the finale of Stranger Things. And then, you know, that'll be the end of season five of the podcast. It'll be the end of season two of Stranger Things, but it'll be the end of season five of my podcast. <laughs> and then um, I might do a movie or a couple movies. I don't know. Um, in between um, this uh, last or between the finale of Stranger Things season two and the premiere of season three of Stranger Things, I might do a few movies. I don't know yet, but um, you know, they're going to be spread out more as far as like Tom of when I'm posting them. Um, it's because I'm trying to get back into a rhythm here. <laughs> and uh, when I start doing the third season, I'll try to be um, more. <clears throat> uh, so I did Son-in-Law. We're done with that. I got a list here <laughs> of movies I wanted to podcast about. And so what's on my list is Titanic, which is going to take a while. Uh, Cruel Intentions, How to Steal a Million, and Fast and the Furious, just the first one. And um, I've been thinking about podcasting about those movies. And any random ones that I see that I'm like, oh, I want to podcast about that. And then I have some other shows that I want to podcast about later on, but that's going to be way later because I'm going to finish all the Stranger Things first. Um, but yeah, those are the movies. And there's only four. Wait, one, two, three. Yeah, there's only four. So, you know, none of them have anything to do with Stranger Things, really. I just want to do How to Steal a Million because it's literally like what I consider my favorite movie. Like it has all the elements. <laughs> and it's not, it's like just the one that I picked to say that when people are like, what's your favorite movie? And I'm like, I just have to pick one. And it's like, it might as well be an old film and it's got Peter O'Toole and Audrey Hepburn. I mean, it's just got so many elements that I love. So, you know, and it's a comedy even. It's not even that serious, but it's good. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> that was Son-in-Law your podcast for son-in-law. Happy Valentine's Day, even though it's over. I know a lot of people are going on dates this weekend for it. And hopefully I can find some Belgian chocolate just for the heck of it. <laughs> it's macarons. It's Belgian chocolate macarons. And they're not, they're not like the French macarons. They're not like the almond flour made macarons. These are like different macarons. And um, they're Belgian and they're different. And I don't even know why I never heard of them before, but found them at Aldi, and then the next time I went, they weren't there, so I'm like, what the heck? Um, but anyway, that's all for now. Um, have a good day, and, um, you know, I, I think we should all remember that Polly Short, like, was pretty cool, to be totally honest, and that Crawl was not as, well, like, like I said, he... At first, it seemed like he was a creep because he was, like, hitting on girls. And he kind of was because it was the 90s. And they, like, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, girls are hot. And he said things about cones and blah, blah, blah. Like, he was kind of crass. But a lot of the time, he was mainly just, like, when he was doing it, he was actually just hyping people up. You know what I mean? Like, girl, you got it going on. Instead of saying, girl, you got it going on as in a way to say, like, I want to hook up with you. He was saying it, like you should flaunt your stuff, you know, like, as a way to build her up instead of, like, just trying to get with her, you know what I mean? And he was very respectful of Rebecca's wishes to not do anything, or they didn't even French kiss, 
they didn't even kiss in this movie. So he was like, yeah, I'm waiting. You know, and he liked her, you know what I mean? So, and then, like, with Zach being like, have you touched my sister's cones? And he's like, hey, don't talk about your sister like that. And, like, he was, like, respectful. So it's like, oh, we're seeing a different side of him here. So, yeah, he, you know, he kind of, you know, got respectful because he actually started having feelings for her, you know what I mean? And you should be respectful of all women whether you have feelings for her or not. But, you know, this was the 90s, so we can <laughs> a little bit, get, you know. But he he was very empathetic we found out that he was very empathetic to everybody's things going on he knew how to like bring the best out of everybody around him and that was like his superpower so like you know he turned out to be a really great guy the guy from the city turned out to be a really great guy and the guy from the country turned out to be a person who would drug people and make them think they slept with each other like that is insanely terrible um like, seriously, that is way beyond terrible. That's, like, criminally terrible. So, anyway. So, that's all for now. Um, I keep rambling on and on. But, uh, anyway, I'm going to leave you with this quote. And it's true for all of you. Anybody listening, this is true for all of you. I want you all to remember that you have got charisma. 